Ah, it's time to relax. You know what that means. Glass of wine, your favorite easy chair, and of course, this compact disc playing on your home stereo. So go on and indulge yourself. That's right. Kick off your shoes, put your feet up, lean back and just enjoy the melodies. After all, music soothes even the savage beast. Uh, <laughs> nice. I feel like our voices sound bad now. That guy has a sultry it. voice. Ugh. I want to know whose voice that is. I didn't even look it up. We should look it up. I bet that guy's dead. Hey, everybody listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. This well, is a brand new podcast. Yeah. You've never heard it before. It's either assholes in headphones or assholes with headphones. I haven't decided yet, but you already know because you looked at it. Yeah. Got to sort it out by then. Who is the intro voice on Smash? Smash. Offspring. So what we're doing here, should we talk about it now that's well, going to be in the... Th- where's, where's, uh, I, I'm going to give it a little preface. Okay, give it a At preface. At least a little preface for this episode. So um, so you got the voices if you don't know us. I'm Patrick. I'm Ryan. And Ryan is my music Sherpa. He is like the little <laughs> dude <laughs> from the mountains in the Asias. You know, that's the second time I've been called that today. Not a Sherpa, but a person that should be sitting on a mountain. Damn. Not yeah. a coincidence. I. It's weird. Hey. Earlier, I was say, Someone said, "The fact that you're not sitting on a remote mountaintop in China is <laughs> a." They said, "Like a disgrace to the world," or something like that. I can get on board with I that because like, huh. I have described. I thought you, you know to be 100 percent honest, I'd be a lot more comfortable on a mountaintop in China. To be I, like I could picture <laughs> I you I just would. chilling. Um. That's listening, my, listening to punk rock. <laughs> that's why we're friends, because that sounds like my own personal hell. Yeah. If we were too much alike, this it's, wouldn't work. But, you know, this is... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Uh, ju- uh, well, what I'll say is that this podcast, basically you've always been, uh, since I've known you, my musical Sherpa, you've guided me through yeah. my missteps and misunderstandings of music. I don't think it was that. It's just different. We had a lot in common, but I did enjoy your... You had a more robust knowledge of music than I did. I think maybe I just spend more time sitting in that yeah. one chair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> listening to, listening. But we to had enough shit. in common where there was like that cool common ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, "Cool, this is great." So then you'd be like, "You shouldn't listen to Haley. She's terrible. Paramore should die." <laughs> and then you'd be like, "You should listen to this. Maybe give this a shot. If it doesn't make you happy, then keep listening to." Yeah. Whatever. So long story short, this is Ryan's idea. This is his baby. Yeah, this is said, my idea. I had a random idea, and Pat said, "I'm on." I think this is a good idea. So we're gonna give this a shot. This is, uh, we're gonna pick a couple albums every month or week or two weeks or three weeks or whenever the fuck we feel like it, and we're gonna go over some albums that Pat's gonna suggest one to me. I'm gonna suggest one to him. We're gonna give ourselves a undetermined amount of time to right. listen to them. And um, <clears throat> take notes on everything about it. And it should be noted that I'm not a musician. Pat used to play the drums, but, but I, mean, I don't play an instrument. I've never played an instrument other than drunkly on a guitar like everybody else has. So this is going to be opinions from like the listener's standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the buyer's standpoint, because I'm going to talk about the album art, because I have bought numerous albums just because the artwork looked cool, right. not even knowing who the band was um, and things like that. So what what is said on this podcast shouldn't be taken personally to any musicians out there because 
honestly, if you come at me with a bunch of music lingo, I'm not gonna know what you mean, much less care to defend myself. Yeah, like was this was this uh what what uh tectonic plate was this written in right yeah a canatonic was, is there a term there's a I, term that has a tonic in it yes pan pantonic pantonic. pantonic what was the and like what count was this in or whatever what i don't i don't know i know mashuga has a lot of weird ones that's all i know um and i'm an artist like a, a two-dimensional artist not a visual artist so i'm not gonna fucking claim that i know that shit but anyway that's where we're at so today we're gonna be talking about our first albums that we purchased yeah. um, as kids with our own money. Not <laughs> albums that, that were given to us or that our parents made us listen to or anything like that, but we made conscious decisions as children to buy these albums, and they were the first ones we bought. Mine was on a tape. Yours was, was on a tape. was also on a tape, but mine's a little more depressing than yours. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> given the time. <laughs> given the time. Uh, uh, mine was Smash. By the offspring i bought smash and that that was the first one after that was throwing copper and 16 Ooh. stone by bush uh, so it was live in bush and then deftones after that but the first one was smash and, and so that we'll be talking about that and then pat's was in excess <laughs> kick <laughs> yeah kick by in excess and for the record i'm Which, pretty bummed about it right now <laughs> That that is it. That this is the life. This is the life you've chosen. But this I can't. I, I can't tell a lie. <laughs> As I was telling you before we started recording, I can vividly remember being at the bus stop with my Walkman, just absolutely loving it. Like I could picture myself like talking to a girl I had a crush on. Yeah. Like with that soundtrack behind me, I was like, maybe we'll have a school dance. I don't know. Maybe you'll dance Ooh. with me. <sighs> and then yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So it, loved it. It was really like. Uh, <laughs> like the movie rad <laughs> like that vibe the whole Fuck. sound of it, it is, is an cool. era it, it was is. 87 uh-huh and it sounds like 1987 it does there's no even the cover has a fucking skateboard on it that, that only has the tail on one side yeah like there's no the nose is actually a nose it's there's no fucking nollying off that shit like it's classic it's it's actually it's first part of it's so bad it it's couldn't. Good. It had to have been made in the '80s because it's that bad. Yeah, you're right. It's good. Well, let's for just, the time. Let's just keep keep going on this because we'll come back to Smash. But let's oh, just yeah. keep going on Kick because uh, my thing with Kick was that it's yeah, it sounds exactly the way it looks. Hundred percent. And I had no. I've never specifically listened to Kick. Never. I've never that sat down and been like, I'm going to listen to NXS. Even when Dave fucking preaches about NXS, what's up, Dave? Everybody, shout out to Dave Brewer. Yeah, he loves Dave. NXS. Big fan. Um, big fan. He loves them. Um, <laughs> Dave will talk your ear off about NXS and Michael Hutchins, <laughs> uh, the lead singer. But anyway, like I, I never sat down and listened to a, an album from it. But once I did, and this is what I think is already cool and happening about this podcast is, I know all these fucking songs. Yeah. We know these songs. They've been ingrained in us, whether we knew we were listening to NXS or not. As a kid or whatever, like, you know this shit. And the album comes on, and I'm like, holy fuck. Like, it's, yep, this is these guys. Okay. Which is why music is like the smells and sounds are the two things yeah, they that take will you take back. you in a, tel they will teleport you right back. Because I have a memory. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll talk to people and, and they'll, tell you a memory dave for instance was explaining something earlier and mm -hmm. i was like that's really vivid like I didn't, my, a lot of my memories don't seem that vivid when you're just 
asking me a question or I'm explaining something that happens. Mm-hmm. But when you listen to a song like that that you loved, it it it, it, it takes you to a place you would never normally remember. Yeah. And definitely. it'll take you so much more vividly to that memory than you could ever even try definitely. without the song. Just like a just like a, a smell or anything like that. It's it's for better or for worse was, we should add. Because sometimes that memory's not good. Oh yeah, definitely. But the fact that you're remembering it is pretty fucking cool. Well, it's just one of those things where you're like, man, that was a horrible memory, but I'm still here. Yeah. And that song, it's it's kind of cool to know whether it's bad or good, that that song's going to always <laughs> evoke that in you. Right. You know what I mean? Um, For instance. That might be part of me that just like, likes to kick the shit out of myself sometimes. Like It's the reason isn't I Isn't that out. like the, the word of the decade, cathartic? Yeah. It's like a cathartic, cathartic experience. Yeah. I feel like yeah. everybody's throwing that one around. Yeah. I mean, I don't like working out. I fucking hate it. And I don't do a lot of it, but when I do do it, I get myself down there because I convince myself, you need to go kick the shit out of yourself right. for a minute. Right. And it feels good when I'm done. But the same thing with this, it was like, I don't like NXS, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and do this. And you know what? I'm fucking happy I did. Because <laughs> like, uh. now I know. Now I know. And now I, like when that shit comes on, I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's NXS, 1987. I know this shit. You know it for better or for worse. It's yeah. like a marriage. Your your shit. We're breaking. already breaking microphones. It wouldn't be a podcast if everybody we... should know too. We are sitting in a motorhome oh, in yeah. the middle of downtown Ogden. Yeah, we're behind uh, Brewski's and City Club in the yeah. parking lot in a giant fucking motorhome. It is a Winnebago voyage, <laughs> <laughs> and it's fucking nice. It's Sunday, and uh, instead of finding like a solid place, we figured this would be this is creepy and weird enough to do in a fucking motorhome. Yeah, and I, I like the brown. The 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 motif. what year is this? It's an 07, but it feels a little older. It feels like mm, ninety. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's got a different vibe. And the tile's the same in my kitchen. There you go. <laughs> you know, I love this motor. Well, it feels homey. Since we're on like the motorhome, real quick, I should touch base. When <laughs> okay. we we went to the sand dunes, and our friend, a uh, friend of, that we recently kind of started hanging out with, had this brand new badass trailer, LED lights in it, and like cup holders, and the the I mean, the fucking chair massages you. Jesus. And I was like, man, this thing is titties. You know, it's like a yeah. hundred thousand dollar fifth wheel. And then I had to run and grab a beer out of mine, and I'm like, well, flip the light on. They're like yellow. You know, and came in here and they I walked out. a little and yeah. hum. And I walked back over. You said that crisp, bright white. And you're like, those lights, the way it looked. And I was like, I, I'm I'm poor? You're like, what? Can I just replace these bulbs? Maybe that'll fix it. <laughs> still kind of brown in here, though. You start thinking, like, the walls kind of look like we've been smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So... <laughs> But it's all about perspective. And uh, yeah. had I not gone in that beautiful, badass machine, I would have felt real good about myself. But he ruined my life. I think you just still, I mean, <laughs> run with it, you know? Yeah. No, I love There's it. There's some things that you just don't need to upgrade. No. And this is nice. No, it's, it is this nice. This is fucking nice. And we're in, we sleep in here, and you shit in here, and then you're camping. Right. You're not in here. Right. It's just a place. If to, it's raining, you play cards yeah, in here. That's about it. And yeah. you podcast in it. And, Fucking hey. Reminisce in about the parking lot of yeah. Brewski's yep. and wherever. Does that just go up? Yeah, oh. That just slides up and we can actually Holy shit, I feel like I'm in a taco truck right now. <laughs> like open this window. What do you guys want? Nothing better than being in the parking lot and logged in. You got a fucking forty year old Jeep Wagoneer and a forty year old Porsche. God damn, look at that. That thing's 
You guys should see this right now. You're fucking missing out. (laughs) We'll record video next time. Yeah, next time. Anyway, in excess. So let's get... I feel like it's only appropriate to just just drop a little sample. We're saying their name enough. Yeah. These guys... Wouldn't it be funny if something from the 80s came back and sued our ass for (laughs) not doing something right? That'd be dumb. I mean, the sound, right? Yeah, it's like... I don't even know if it's a drum... Like a drum set. I feel like that's all keyboard. But it's got to be a drummer, right? I think... Remember Simmons? Uh, they were those octagonal drum... Electric drums that they played in the 80s? They were like uh, I drum had a drum pad. I had a pad that wasn't electric. It was just like a rubber pad. Yeah. yeah. This you is think a, that's what that is? 100%. There's no way that's real drum. It's either a drum machine... Yeah, it's got to be. But it... Yeah, this it's too again, I'm not a musician, but just from my ear listening, the snare drum's too regular, right? It's yeah. too exactly the same. Yeah. Pop, pop, it just it has that electronic eighties vibe. It's well, just and especially back then. What was uh, that? Was that Guns in the Sky? That was Need Need You Tonight. Need you Oh yeah. my only notes on Need You Tonight says knocking boots tonight. <laughs> That's, that's all it says. Knocking boots. Because oh. that, that whole, like, you pull, you look at the lyrics, you listen to the song. It's just about fucking. It's just all about fucking. <laughs> it's, it's 80s fucking. That's all it is. When I listen to him, the strangest thing, I guess it's not strange, it's the era. But I think Back to the Future, the movie. Uh huh. It's not in on the soundtrack. No. It's not in the movie. It's no association. But the era is like. Uh, yeah. Was it Kenny Loggins? Who the hell did the soundtrack for... No, Kenny the, Loggins uh, was Top Gun. Uh, was it Top Gun? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. It's hard to remember it names matter. of people you don't give a shit about Back to the Future. It's true. I don't even know how to find that. The first one or the second one? Because the second first one... First one, first one. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't... I, the first one, they go back to the 50s, though. Who the hell sings that song? I gotta pull it up now. The but it, it just has... The, yeah, like that main... Um, I can't even think of it. I don't know. But, but it just the, has that it has that uh it just has that vibe, that uh-huh. sound of that era. I think well and I think it came out like Back to the Future had to be eighties. Yeah. Late eighties. Yeah, it was the uh same fucking time. You know, Back to the Future I came mean, out in nineteen eighty nine, so it came out I, two, two years, years after, after that album. Yeah, Kit came out in eighty seven, nineteen eighty seven. Um so everybody was on that. Yeah. You, Madonna was on that vibe. Like, this wasn't their first album either. Like, this was no. like their third album, I think, or some shit like that. Which is also but, what's funny about it being the memory of the first album I bought, which I can't exactly remember if I paid for it, but it was my first album. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Is, uh, I didn't have it in 1987. Mm-mm. No. I was five in 1987. So, I was going to say, I was four. So, I, these were like, these I had to have, have that been, thing in 90. These songs have been going into my head <laughs> since uh, then. And any, anybody that's our age, the, these songs have been grilled into your head and you've had no idea. I'm sure they've used them on commercials. Oh, they got I'm one. sure they've used Like, they had to use New Sensation on a commercial or something. For sure. Yeah. So you told me, I didn't know this, that uh, the lead singer... Again, because uh, I like to preface again, at this time in my life, I wasn't really digging past the song. I was just listening to right. it. And before you go with this story, I have to preface that I 
think I may have enlarged the story. I, I wikipedia it. Okay. And now but I'm going to blame some of it on Dave because a lot of it I got from <laughs> D- Dave. Dave, you, I know you're listening. <laughs> you embellished. And, and, you know, I mean, coming from Dave, he loves in excess. I thought a lot of it might have been, you know, pretty. Yeah, because the, the, you, the you two, told me. The two naked hung- hookers thing might have been a. I, yeah, that was an elaboration. And, he, and you said he had hung himself with a bed sheet or something. I think. Yeah, some shit like that. I I knew he had hung himself. Or I'm tra- now I'm forgetting what you him. specifically told me. I but specifically it was... told you that he was hanging from the middle of his hotel room with two naked hookers yeah, below him. Yeah, naked. So Wikipedia but... <laughs> says that was a lie. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> but he did die. <clears throat> he from did die with uh, a lot of drugs. I think there was. Uh, I think there was so much of a back and forth um, with people thinking it was autoerotic asphyxiation, I think is the word I'm looking for. That's it. Um, That the family has actually been, has or did fight it or maybe still is fighting it in court to prove that it was just a suicide. Really? They're trying to clear or they were trying to clear the... The record historically that he was jerking off while he died. Can you imagine now, losing a loved one and then having to right go and through that process? Whether or not he was, I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I mean, the dude was a fucking rock star. He was doing a lot of drugs and yeah, fuck. like what's what? I mean, what does it matter? Either way, he was hanging, right? Right. So, wouldn't you want him to have that cool ass legacy? I mean, I there's there's some things I don't. Uh, I don't feel bad. I don't feel good about it. I'm indifferent about it. And if a rock star hangs himself, like, well, it's a life I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. And I'm not going to sit here and like be happy about it. And even I mean, Chris Cornell hit me hard because right. I listened to Chris and uh, I, for a long time. I know a lot of people that got fucking really hurt over Chester too. Right. And it was like, look, man, like, if you listen to the music, it's there. And the reason that we all liked the music is that it was there. And these are, these are people that are like, they're living these lifestyles and saying these things that, um, we all feel, but we don't have an outlet to say. Right. You know, imagine how much pain you're into. Exactly. To write that kind of yeah. shit, but and most then, of the population doesn't listens to pop music, right? And that was, I think, that's what what uh, hit home with Chester and everything, because Lincoln Park was a, a band that really like branched out and they got everybody. And uh, he was young, man. Like he's he's fucking young. But if you listen to that last Lincoln Park album, <laughs> he's telling you in every single song that he's unhappy and he's going to die. That last and, single uh, specifically, like, uh. Yeah. Could it have been more specific? Yeah. And if it if it's our responsibility as listeners and supporters of music to to help the musicians that we that we love so much, then maybe we shouldn't make the Billboard top number one chart the main song he was talking about hanging himself with. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like we all just support it. Yeah, fucking good for you. We love you so much. We love you because we all want to hang ourselves too, and you're the only one with the fucking nuts to do it. Well, yeah, you know, like <laughs> we're, we, we're a population of hindsighters, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I feel bad now because I don't get more of what I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, and, and I listen to you know when it, when I hear that type of thing in music, I I always 
or I have for a while now. I can't say always, but you know, since I had that kind of a enlightenment, I guess you would say, or just understanding, I always think like, wow, like this person's very, uh, you know, they're experiencing it. They're going through, right. through some shit that I don't, I don't understand. And maybe, uh, maybe if I ever see them, I make it a point to not be that same fan. Right. You know, maybe I don't wait in line to get his autograph. And maybe I don't, if I meet him, I don't even ask him for an autograph. I just, just have a normal interaction like a normal human being. Thank you for the performance. Like, I appreciate what you do. Um, And lyrically, it speaks to me. You know, maybe something simple like that where he knows like something, somebody's actually listening to my words and not the song. And he's not asking me for a autograph. He's not asking me to just do this. He's just touching base on a real on a real right. thing. You know what I mean? So, and maybe that's not what they needed either. Who the fuck knows? We, we don't know. But anyway, well, uh, and there's probably like anything. There's probably different, yeah, there, different artists that feels a, a different a different way. With. Yeah, and I mean, in Chester's case, I mean, he had what six other guys in the band, five other guys in the band that were like brothers to him. So I'm sure they all tried that same thing. So right, is that that's a whole nother topic that we we don't. I mean, we can get into, but I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Um, <laughs> so as far as Michael Hutchins and, wheel? And in excess is considered, yeah, like, um, dude is going through some shit. And fuck, the 80s and the 90s were full of drugs. So, Which is weird to I'm me. I'm sure because he had you, a lot of parties and a lot of sex and a lot of fucking wild shit. Wild shit. When, when I listen to that, like, the tone of the music, the style of the music, like, if I just remove any of the words, just, you don't hear anything but the, the melody and uh-huh. the beat. Like nothing about this seems like it just seems like I'm at an eighties party. Maybe nope. there's Coke there, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like, there's Coke there, but it's not laced Coke. It's yeah. happy Coke. We're all having a good Coke time. It you seems know what like I mean? the <laughs> most innocent fucking Coke fueled LA party you've ever been to. Right. Everybody's yeah. just super happy. Yeah. No one has ill will towards anybody. That's how ten year old me heard it. Right. Like it was just beep, beep. Beep. And I think in, beep, in beep, general, beep, 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 beep. yeah. I think in beep. general that was the eighties, right? Yeah. Like that was everything was bright colors and super like artistically, visually. I'm thinking when I think of the eighties, I automatically think like pink triangles, <laughs> like yeah. turquoise diamonds, right. and like just yellow lines everywhere. Doesn't just, feel hardcore. No, feels doesn't feel hardcore. PG, but, but you get into it and it is fucking hardcore, bro. Even eighties hip hop is like it's <laughs> it's hardcore shit, but um. In, in excess, yeah. I think in excess nowadays would be, fuck, I don't even, I don't think there are rock bands that are as hardcore as in excess. Really? Well, I'm sure there are, but like pop you sent groups. That are that. That are that. That more. lightly sounding poppy airplay, right. radio airplay. With like the demonest of dragons underneath. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And maybe they didn't have all that underneath, but, but Michael Hutchins definitely did, you know? Well, I think things actually kind of seem more literal now. Like if it wants to be nasty or hard or rock, it'll be you, nasty. You'll just literally say it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It won't be under yeah. this pop sound. It'll be yeah. like in your face shit now. Like you can say shit now that would never have flown. Right. Like need you tonight. The whole song says, <laughs> I want to take you to bed and bang the shit out of you. But now we it's just an said, I got a wet song. ass pussy. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whopping it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the whole song is need you tonight, want you tonight. Uh, what do you want to do tonight? I want to live. I want to. I want to be me. I want to live. So do you. Like it's just all this shit. Like you're ruining my childhood stop. right now. <laughs> just, just 
stop uh, stop hanging on. Just fucking just live, baby. Like let's just go live, baby. As as Butthead would say, come on, baby. Let's just go live, baby. Yeah, that's I mean that's what Need You Tonight's all about. And yeah. uh, it, 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 if you when you're re-listening this, anybody who has a significant other, put it on next time you bang. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. Ba-na-na. I think I'd laugh the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're only going to laugh, for the, but it's going to break the ice, and you're going to have great sex, because, you know, fucking whatever. You're going to love it's it. It's like if somebody farts, like if one farts in the middle of sex, and you're both still into it, like, can't get worse than that. No. Unless you shit the bed, in which case, we're going to have a lot to clean up. I have shit but the bed hey, before, so yeah, I don't recommend sex? it. Not, well, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Weird. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Should With I admit myself? it? I uh, didn't. No. Uh, I, so here's the other thing that's funny. There's there's literally a population of people that could be listening to this right now that are at a drinking age whose parents conceived them to this music. Uh, Like a huge population. Because I don't know. It, what Very was it? true. 87, 97. No, dude. So true. 97, 07, dude, you'd I be tattoo, 20. I tattoo 20-year-old people. Yeah. So there's a kid that weren't born that don't remember 9/11. That's weird. See that puts a 20 year old individual nowadays was not alive for 9/11. Damn, that was in basic training, right? <laughs> weird. Yeah, that anyway. is weird. So yeah, yeah so a lot, it, of, a, a lot of a lot of you people. walking around that are drunk at Brewskis or wherever the fuck you're at, maybe across the street here at Yes Hell, which is a nice bar. Heads up to yes, hell, <laughs> and uh, you know anywhere else. Your parents. We're we're talking about you. an album that you were made. You were probably made on the Devil Inside song, Devil Inside. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. You know, I just gotta have a. Ooh. The simplest See, beat. And I know that was a guitar, but that could very well be a keyboard too. But it's a guitar. Yeah, but it's it's so synthesized. It's so processed. Everything going through a synth. Oh, that's new sensation. Yeah, this is uh, their number one hit off this album, I think. And and I think I read this is their number one hit. Period. Well, out of all their shit, this shockingly, is it. Need You Tonight has. Oh, is that it? Need You Tonight is 228 million streams on Spotify. If you can believe that, and this one only million. has 95 million streams. Oh, I think what I was reading is that new like. Radio, radio back yeah, in the day back when the they day. were do, before streaming was a fucking thing. Yeah, um, should, I, should I just stick by my statement though and just be like, your truth is wrong. Yeah, Spotify you said you're wrong because we are now. We are living. I'm going to update the we- Wikipedia page to reflect what Fuck I want to yeah. believe. Okay. <laughs> so my notes on new sensation right off the bat, and when I take notes, everybody, I'm not thinking a lot. So these were just like I hear the song, I'm typing shit or writing shit, whatever it says. Rolling into Vegas with lights and speakers bumping. <laughs> like, for some reason, <laughs> that opening riff, I just oh. picture like rolling into, in the, and you see all the lights, and it's just like shit's flashing. And then, that could have literally been, been the lyrics in this song. <laughs> They're that cheesy. And then there's a part where the saxophone comes in. It's a fucking uh. key part. I, I don't know if it's a bridge, chorus, whatever it was. But goddamn, that saxophone. Anytime a saxophone hits in like a rock song, I get it. I can feel it. And you just don't get sax in, in modern music anymore. Eh, bullshit. I've got a couple. Oh. Of 
Brian, <laughs> like has a, Brian has a playlist of saxophone couple, yeah. songs. It's just ones with, it just says sax jams. Oh my God. Sax, no, it's not true, but I do know. I have he shits that. the bed to those. Yeah, I do. <laughs> with his wife. Um, one of my favorite lyrics in New Sensation, though, the one that stuck out to me, it says, and the sun comes in like a god into our room. Yeah, very horny, man. This guy. Right. Well, and previously he's talking about, you know, spending the night and everything. But this, I think it goes, and the sun comes in like a god into our room. You know, mm. it's like he woke up. He's just waking up. He's enjoying the morning. He didn't mm. have a, he's not having a bad morning. He's like, I got you. This is just, yeah, this isn't this even sexual. Is this not, is just no good to be alive. He's just fucking liking it. And maybe it's sexual. Maybe. I don't know. But interesting. Uh, See, and that's the beauty of hearing something and then having someone hear it and yeah. say what they heard. Because so, I'm an idiot. But he says our room. So he's he definitely does, yeah. waking up with somebody. He banged. Mm. Or somebody he loves. Whatever. But. I just figure, uh, pictured like a uh, pretty smoking hot chick, right? She's pretty smoking hot. It's got to be big hair for sure. Big Lots hair. of hairspray. And a lot of pubes for some reason. <laughs> a lot of just pubes. Just because of the era. That look just like the big hair. Upstairs and cur- hairspray. Curtains are matching the drapes, you know. It's rightfully so. It's definitely an era. Uh-huh. And oh man, they're really just it's just so nostalgic. Which one's this? Oh never this tear a, us never apart. T- never oh. tear us apart. This one has like the classic chorus that Yeah. This is the ballad maybe of the album? For sure. Yeah. Ooh. And he gets like all sultry. That's like the sultry 80s. I always think uh, maybe a little uh, Billy Idol in there. Yeah. This was one of those songs that as a kid, like, who's starting to get to that age where you're really like starting to like girls. You're How like, many times on the bus did you have a boner to that song? I don't know if there's a, a big enough <laughs> number to the nth degree. <laughs> because you were listening to that shit while you're getting on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's really hard to look look back but it also obviously i know myself better than anyone else right you should it's totally fucking believable like it's totally it, believable. Yeah, yeah it seems like such a far away world that that not necessarily the patrick that though, listened to that but but i could see myself um this is more personal than we need to get on this podcast but <laughs> i could see myself i'm a hopeless romantic all the time yeah. i always have been you know what i mean like princess bride's my favorite fucking movie oh, ever buddy like, all time Really? I think it's hilarious. There's giants, midgets, <laughs> it's fucking got all the magic, like sword fighting, fucking everything. It's, 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 My name is Nigel Montoya. Yeah. And ultimately, it's about an old man passing down knowledge to the younger generation. Right. I think it's fucking awesome. Anyway, uh, I could see myself listening to that song that we just played and picturing, like, you know, being at a high school dance. Like, I'm going to walk over and- yep. But with no intention of sex. No, that's the thing. It's, it's more of You're, the romance. We it's were more younger, of that. young enough that like I wasn't. Sex wasn't the end game yet. I think at that era, again, I keep saying era, point. but it is movies at the time when we were kids were a little more subtle. Like the music's more subtle. Right, it's saying the same thing we we hear now, but it was less about like gratuitous fucking. Well, yeah, and it's and it's more like poetic. You Ooh, know, what yeah. I mean? it makes you think about shit, and I think that's what's missing in 
Oh, fuck, I'm going to make a really blanket statement here. Yes. But I think... Hopefully it offends someone. <laughs> I think the blanket statement I'm trying to make here is I think that's what's missing in dating nowadays. Yeah, it's just a hook. It's like a Tinder women, game. Women in general that I talk to, and I find myself doing it to Amanda, my wife, and I find that if I stop being such a twat <laughs> and I think, and I stop thinking about so much of like, Where's this going to end up? Yeah. And you just pay attention to the moment you're in. You pay attention to the song that's playing. Pay attention to what she's doing. Like live in the spot. You're going to get it every time, guys. Yeah. Like that, it's there's not a fucking... Because they want to as much as you, but they're not thinking about that shit. And that's what the 80s and, and any... Well, I guess just nowadays doesn't have. Right. Is that... Nowadays, so much shock and awe. Music's so much about, like, like you said, wet-ass pussy. Like, I'm just going to come out wet-ass pussy. Like, I won't lie. That fucking video got me going. I told Amanda <laughs> straight up. I was like, that fucking got me going. What are you doing? And she was like, the kids are downstairs. Stop it. You know? <laughs> was get, like, the yeah. <laughs> get the Robitussin. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, put them to sleep right now. Benadryl and Robitussin. No, but, like... uh but the eighties, it, it it didn't work like that. It no. wasn't. It, you couldn't be that upfront, and uh, because of that, it was much more of a romantic era, just For like sure. anything else. And and I think that's it's a very simple thing that just needs to be understood. You take a you take a woman out on a date. Sex is not the end game. That's a fun thing that might happen, right? But it's not the end game, and that wasn't the end game for for this stuff i don't think well everything's so accessible now and it, and it goes across like exactly what you're talking about like you just get on an app and find somebody who wants to fuck right exactly. so yeah. it, and it's the same thing with music and media like you have to have it more in your face because well i just i don't need i don't i can't handle subtleties right i'll just skip past it why do i need subtleties when i can just get on this phone right here yeah. and everything is directly to me wasn't there before so um when Anybody listening to this, if you do decide to revisit Kick by NXS, which is your own decision, and believe me, if it was my decision, I wouldn't have done it, but I would have been <laughs> bummed out. Like, uh, ultimately, I think you should because I'm happy I did. I also I didn't we... do it more than once in a day, <laughs> but I did do it you once did do it. a once a day, probably five times a week for the last two weeks. I listened. Damn, I've probably listened to this album at least ten times. Your dedication and to this podcast a, is has not gone unnoticed. Well, I have plenty of time where yeah. I, I'm just doing like my own thing in the evening or in the morning, and I'm like, I'll, I'll have something playing. And I, if this podcast is a thing, that I thought like, hey, I'll have a reason right now. You know, I listen to the I'm, I'm, when I'm listening to music. It's such a lyrical thing for me, and like. Just everything else, I can't help but pay attention to that. So I figure, fuck, why not like focus this a little bit? Like, why not do something with this instead of being the guy that you said sits down and I'm just vomiting bullshit to you about music? Blah, 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 right? Did you know that fucking so and so has six toes or whatever? <laughs> oh, by the way, fucking weird. Fact. Oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, totally off topic. My kids have seven did toes you, each. Did you, did you know the singer for Hatebreed? Jamie Josta, okay, yeah, is from, missing his left thumb. Did it? Is it? Was it cut off? Or I, was it, I believe it was. He was just not born with a thumb. No, I did not know. He that. doesn't have a thumb. God, he of all the, the fingers, that's holds, the one. He you, holds the microphone like this. Weird. Ew. No thumb. 
That just grossed me out. The thought of a microphone never, and a thumbless hand. I never hand. thought of that. Like it's just like he just lead singer of a fucking amazing uh, hardcore. hardcore hardcore metal band. Like yeah. been around for fucking ages. I think eighty, no Maybe ninety, ninety early nineties was one of their first. It's got to be ninety four. I think was Satisfaction. That's either way. Like yeah, no thumb. Weird fucking hey, right? Have you ever seen a person with toe thumbs in person? Toe thumbs. Toe thumbs. Where their I mean, thumbs look like their big toes. Do they still have a joint? Yeah. I mean, they, they function. Like is, is the joint here or is it just there like a toe where it's just No, they have there. the proper the proper joints and everything, but it just aesthetically, it looks like a big toe. Like, it's huh. just shaped like a toe. I uh, mean, I'm sure I have. I just, I, uh, I haven't taken. Name? She was in Transformers, the dirty, dirty woman. Um, she's dating. Megan Fox? Megan Fox. She has toe thumbs. She has toe thumbs? Yeah, look her up. I'll be damned. But our friend's uh, our friend's wife that has toe thumbs. Uh, we were in Cancun not too long ago, and huh. I'd seen him before, but I'd forgotten. I don't really stare at her hands. She did did something, you know, fucking with me. Yeah, it's horrific. <laughs> They're <laughs> just like super big, huh? dude. I I can't describe it. <laughs> <laughs> Other than it looks like a fucking big, that your thumbs look like two. This big is toes. a fucking Seinfeld episode, right? Here. <laughs> toe thumbs like this. <laughs> it's fucking real, dude. I had heard it about. Uh, what the fuck? I can't remember her name. Uh, Megan Fox. Yeah, yeah. I'd heard it about her uh, over the years, casually, huh. you know, and I, but I had never experienced it in person until my buddy's uh, uh, current wife. Everybody's looking at their thumbs right now. Yeah. So if you know somebody who's got toe thumbs or you have toe thumbs, now would be a good time to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very good. Good plug. Very good plug. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, go to meditate. Give us a little. A little fucking snip of meditate. Okay, let's let's pull her up. See now, and while I'm pulling this up, I I should say when we we kind of did a trial run on your podcast, the co- uh, coffee stains podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had extensive notes. Yeah, and it didn't work for me. No, well, it didn't work. I wasn't not, doing it right. Nothing right or wrong about the whole situation, but uh, the atmosphere. It's too many people. I think you're right. Uh, I think you're right. And. Uh, so I appreciate that, that you bad. have notes because that's good. Yeah. And we will revisit that every time I die album. I'm sure you and I will. Yeah. There's no way. Um, okay. Here's a real banger here. Meditate. Oh, no. Mediate. 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 Oh, mediate. Is that what it is? <laughs> mediate. <laughs> it is mediate. Mediate. It's whatever you want it to be. Shit. Okay. Well, then that's... Oh, so the vocal the vocal effect yeah it's like a weird that kind of wobble does it go back and forth in your headphones it doesn't really go back and forth but it has that yeah it, it it's a wobble for sure yeah okay so on this one the reason i think i put meditate on there i knew it was mediate but i put or it says mediate but i wrote meditate as the name because it's obvious, but hard to notice. But every single word he ends with rhymes with eight or is eight uh, in the entire song. It's just, it's. Listen, just turn it up for a minute. Every single uh. line, every single line. Ends with the letters A-T-E or rhymes with eight. 
every huh. single one. And then at the end, it gets really like atmospheric and weird. So this song is like, it's a meditation. It really kind of is. This huh? is a meditation song, yeah. Because meditation is about repetition, calming, same shit, get to that level. Then there's this I feel like fucking gonna... saxophone again, changing my life because it's nice. But yeah, it gets all weird. I don't know if I'm you on can... hold or if I'm in a sensory deprivation chamber. Right. Either one. It's super nice. But every single, yeah, from the yeah. beginning to the end, every line is eight. Interesting. So I was like, oh, that's really meditative. It's like a, and I looked at it and said, oh, it must be meditate. That must be the name of the word or the song. But it's mediate. Mediate. And I know this is completely off topic, but do you think those guys skateboard? There's a skateboard on the cover. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? I mean, I know this it kick, kick flip or. Well, I don't know if that's, but. Why is there I think a it was just skateboard? an 80s thing. <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking thing. I think it was just an 80s thing. Yeah, I mean, I look at it and like there's, and are there four guys in the band? Did the fourth guy just choose to the show his. The fourth guy just want to see his he knee He just wanted knee to down. show his, yeah, knee down on a skateboard. I And also is, is the, the logo, are they running for like mayor? I don't know. The font? It's just like they're running for the <laughs> it is, Chamber of Commerce well, or something. it was 87, so it would have been an election year. Yeah. That's post-Reagan. That would have been Bush Sr.? Bush yes. Sr. Because it was Bush Sr., then Clinton, yeah? Yeah. So it would have been Bush Sr. Who was going against Bush Sr.? Bob Dole. Was it Bob Dole? Bob Dole was later. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I was 10. I didn't care. I was four. I wasn't even 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, it was for yeah, yeah. It would have been an election. It, November would have been an election year because he would have taken office in ninety eight. Jesus right? Christ! Yeah, yeah. Weird. It's just weird when you look at it. Like, and then kick. I mean, the 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 title track. And there's a. Ooh, see, it I feel like uh, Morgan Freeman was going to come out of the clouds there. No, but it's like. Oh yeah! Come on, come on! This was in every like classic skating. Oh, strip clubs! This was a fucking stripper song, I guarantee. For sure, guarantee it. Yep. I'm I'm picturing I'm picturing fingers snapping. Like, uh huh. You can't throw in side to side. And you got a leather jacket that only goes to your your waist. It doesn't go past. <laughs> So much cocaine. Did you know you, you take note of the bass lines? The bass lines were so much more prominent in this kind of music, I think. Yeah. Like, so much more structural. It's yeah. the underlining melody. Yeah, and it always is, but I think you can clearly follow it more yeah. in the 80s uh, new wave type stuff than yeah. you can in you know a little bit of further further on stuff. Yeah, I like, it I really like is. that. That riff is that bass riff is one that got me for sure. I like that shit. Now, he looks like in this cover uh, art. To go back to that, he kind of looks like what's his nuts from uh, the Joker uh, that played the Joker that died. You Heath think, Ledger. You think he looks like Heath? I he think looks he looks like, like, like Johnny Ledger. Depp. He, he looks, looks like, like Heath Ledger. Fuck Johnny Depp. Yeah, he looks like Heath. Heath's hair. Fuck yeah, Johnny good, Depp's face. Handsome man. <laughs> he is a handsome guy. Handsome guy. I. You know, I don't 100% not believe that he didn't have two naked hookers below him when he was dead. Do you think he had that face when he was hanging? Mm, his eyes were probably closed. 
Is that inappropriate? Are we going to get sued? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We already lost our, our monetization from this podcast because we played too long a clips. Did we? I don't know. I don't think there's a real, real recipe to that. I don't know how that works. I don't know either. I'm not, I'm not a rocket scientist, man. You know, not a dairy farmer, Pat. Dairy I don't farmer. fucking know. All right. Uh, well, why don't we saxophone? Wait, that, there's it, one it bold. more. You got the, some more? The loved one. The loved one. Let's get that one. Uh, one of my notes on the loved one, the song, the loved one, is worst chorus so far. Barf. <laughs> <laughs> so, the the main one is super bluesy right off the bat. So yeah. this is like, I like this. The bluesy shit gets me. It's funky. You're at like a it's dive a bar, funk, smoky, very smoky. But it's still really blues. It's all blues based, definitely. This could be also an intro song for like Cheers. Anything. Yeah. Any sitcom. Lethal in that. Weapon 7. <laughs> for sure. It really could. But the chorus. Ugh. For some reason, it just seemed really cheesy and like forced. There it is. Ugh. Ugh. Just gross. I feel like he's like, gonna break into a Christian like right. Like we're at there's there's levels of eighties that are not okay, and that was getting into like the oh my god, fucking change <laughs> this shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. That one was bad. Anyway, uh, and guns in the sky, the first song. Um, that one was super political. I think like a lot of this album was really fun sounding really just like and then the, this one's cool just... cool but this is like the opening track and i think i don't remember exactly what it had to do with but it's definitely political talking about um it, it was something during reagan or something uh, see anyway, the sound it crashes in all around it has to do like there's a there's a lyric that says now bring them down like a clock at two and that was like before that it says raise your guns in the sky and then bring them down at a clock at two. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Because this is like, that's Nazi, bro. That's, that's hail, the, hail Hitler. That's the Heil Hitler stuff. Like, now, and these guys are from Australia? Down, I believe, yeah. I think they're Australian. So they're looking at everything from an outside point of view. Right. America, Germany, the the whole, every, every, everything. So um, I don't know what he was getting at that, but that lyric kind of stuck out to me. Now bring them up. Bring them down like a clock at two. So I picture a clock at two and your arm's only going this fucking far. It always kind of makes you wonder though, like anything lyrically, you're like, uh, did this just fit? Did it rhyme? Yeah. You never know. Maybe there's a lot of songs out there that, that, uh, have lyrics that there might be context to the song and then there's just a lyric that's there. Yeah. Does it fit? Maybe. But this one, I'm sure that's not the case here. I mean, he, he says that. There's more statements to how um, I feel like because he does say guns in the sky. Child grows up to see guns in the sky. Used to be on TV. Want to yeah. change? Forget the joke. It's great to see. I'm running late. Da 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 da. Yeah, and then down towards the end, it says, "Stop the world and let off all the fools." So <laughs> I feel like that might be kind of like a a hopeful lyric. Like, hey, can we just stop the spinning of the world? Let off all these jackasses that want to kill each other for no fucking reason. Right. And start the spinning again, um, so maybe it's a maybe it's a war song. I don't know. Uh, I feel like guns in the sky, like everybody just partying, 
shooting in the air, fucking whatever. Maybe they're from the United Arab Emirates. They do that a lot. Though. They just shoot guns <laughs> for everything. They just shoot shit. I don't know. Maybe they were. Maybe they spent some time over there on tour. Maybe. They're like, oh, maybe it's somebody's birthday stuck. today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those have to land somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fun fact: uh, tattoo uh, OPD, and he's constantly talking about how he's reporting on like he's he's responding to gunshot calls right <laughs> people call in like right. gunshots oh, he's like you know most of the time we don't find anything but he's like a lot of times we find just shells in the street but there's no like nobody there no reason there's, there's nobody there there's no like no none of the houses have been hit so he's like i just imagine it's uh you know people driving down the street their guns out the window just pop 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 pop, pop just being that you, you imagine you're like, just in a low-level gang in Ogden. There's plenty. Yeah. You're just cruising around. You're fucked up. That's yeah. probably what they do. Try to be too fucking tough. And just be like... Maybe roll through somebody pop, 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 else's pop. area and just yep. pop off some shots and make them just know you're there or whatever. I don't fucking know. Which makes me... Again, we're getting off topic, but I have to bring this up. Do you have a ring doorbell? Yeah. Do you, are you on the neighborhood? I don't have the doorbell, but I have a light and I have the camera and all that shit. Do you have the uh, the app that updates you on yeah, neighborhood yeah. posts? Mm-hmm. Every fucking night, that's what it is. Uh-huh. Did you hear gunshots on 7th and Monroe? Yep. I'm like, yeah. Every and night. There's, there's always somebody that's like, it's a car backfire, yeah. asshole. And a bunch of times it probably <laughs> is, but there's sometimes they post the video and you hear it and you're like, oh, no, those were gunshots, definitely. Oh, and I mean, I've heard them clear as day plenty yeah. of times. Okay. Well, what do you want to know? If you're going <laughs> to go somewhere that there's not gunshots, you'd, you'd be ignorant to think that there's not other shit going on. Well, yeah, go to Layton. There's probably less shootings, but everybody's raping the kids up Definitely in there. Definitely less shootings. Exactly. <laughs> That's my point. Or you go up on like the East Bench over there. There might not be a gun shoot, but there's a bunch of OD'd fucking yeah. soccer moms on Oxy and shit like that or Pick whatever your poison. the fuck it is. Yeah. And uh, personally, I like to be able to walk down the street and see... That man's on meth. Don't talk to him. <laughs> See how he's yelling at nobody? Don't talk to him. That's uh, not okay. See that guy over there that looks like a gangbanger? That's because he's a gangbanger. Right. Don't go talk to him. <laughs> just You live in Layton, though. You're like, I don't know if I she's going to no touch my kid because yeah. she's high on oxy. This bishop just shook my hand and it smelled like a child. Right. That's fucking weird. I don't get it. You know? I like my I crime like in my face. Right. Know your enemy. Yeah. That's what it is. Know it, it, it's much better that way. <laughs> And speaking of in excess <laughs> damn that was a good album huh shit oh well if if unless you got any Why other am I gonna piss uh oh there's a pisser in here does it work you're yeah. gonna have to drain our piss for this yeah that's fine you're gonna have to drain our piss yeah. for this yeah just so, drain it in the parking lot here we'll take a piss and then we're, <laughs> we're gonna pick right back up on uh on our next album yeah do do you just want to like play a song or we can't play too much of a song you can't play too much of, well we could okay. but we'll just we'll just pick up where we left off on our next album just pause it. Don't, and, don't yeah. stop it. Make sure. Dave told me it's a thing. Okay, a Dave difference? doesn't tell me how to run back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, it's red. It's, it's back. We're back. We're back. We took a piss break so we could... Yeah, we did. So we could really focus on Ryan's first album he ever bought with his own money. As a child. It was a tape. It was fucking awesome. Do you wear that tape out? You know, I didn't. No. You're, you're like, uh, I didn't really want this You know this how one. you buy an album and then like... Uh, it's kind of a rush in a weird fucking way. Uh-huh. At least it was for me. So you buy an album, it's like, oh, I got this album. And then you have like, it was almost like the first time I went into a tattoo shop. And I got a tattoo for the first time. It was like, oh my God. Endorphins. I got I to be back in this place. 
uh, a record store was the same way. Music store was the same way. Graywell or whatever the fuck it was at the time. I don't know what the fuck it was, but uh, Sam Goody maybe or something. Whatever it was, I remember went in and bought that, and it was like, fuck, I just bought gold. <laughs> this is going to be forever, you know, and I would just like jam uh. it or whatever. So anyway, like addictive personality in a certain way like i was back there within the month you were like fuck offspring yeah i mean it wasn't like fuck offspring it was like i need more though and there's so much more i could because i enjoyed this so much as there's so much more i could be doing and that's when i got bush and live and then uh god that live when album I, when i bought adrenaline uh deftones adrenaline mm. that was the one though i wore that tape out really i bought it twice i bought the tape twice what year was that? That was obviously ninety six, I believe it was. It was when it first came. Yeah, out. and they weren't even on my radar yet. Yeah, and it, I don't know what year. I must have bought it right then, ninety six or ninety four or something like that. But I, I wore that tape out on the Walkman at the bus stop. Yeah, just like you. I was the kid on the bus with the fucking headphones. <laughs> we were two in the back. very different children. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was listening to uh, Deftones Adrenaline over and over, and I wore it out. Bought it again. The only tape I bought, the only album period to this day I've bought Bought twice, twice. like two hard copies of, yeah. It Um, is weird to think back in time that you could wear out an album. Yeah. Not like you wore it out on your ears, like you were sick of it. Like you could physically wear a hole in that tape thread, the little fucking tape on the- Started to sound like shit. Yeah. And I remember it like, it got to a point where it fully wore a hole through and it caught. Yeah. Like it caught in the the Walkman and then- the tape like it split and the little needle thing or whatever that's on it like ripped it and it caught the tape and it <laughs> spun it up and it was all fucked. there was no sticking a pencil in that no, thing fuck no. i opened it up and pulled it out and there was it was just shredded like worst fucking day ever <laughs> oh but, but <clears throat> and the act of folding up the liner yeah of a cassette was and uniquely gotta, like, different than up and than a cd liner and stick it in yeah and they seemed to lock better they did they just had a better, like, a locking click. And the fact that they were mostly clear at this point. Yeah. Like, transparent was was awesome. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Most of them at this point, yeah. I feel like, were clear. Like, and, and, the, and the act of flipping it over. Yeah. If you didn't have the... Flipping over the tape. The you had, reversing like, what, five one. five or six songs, maybe? Yeah. Four songs, five songs, depending on how long it was. It was just like a, like a record where you had to flip it over. And I remember talking, oh, it's the first song on the second side. Fuck, That's yeah. the one. That's the first song on the second side. Just, just rewind it. Start on the second side. Well, like <laughs> you, know? you can't. I can't. I can't even hardly remember if you wanted to listen to the third song, the one in the middle of one side. Yeah, you like to have to. <laughs> And then, nope, that's not it. That's not it. Yeah. To do that. These are things, These. this is the struggle is real that you kids listening won't know. The ones that were uh, conceived during NXS, you don't understand this. No. Fucking idiots. Yeah, because you were. Laser discs fuck, were cool, too. If you were conceived during NXS, you were only four or five, you were only six years old when Smash came out, so. <laughs> Sorry and shit. Sorry. <laughs> Smash came out in 1994, Offspring's uh, technically second album. It was. I looked that up, and I actually had yeah. no idea. Because yeah. in my brain, uh, this wasn't their first album for some reason. No? The single off this album feels like it is. Yeah. But maybe just because of when I started listening to them in the later 90s. Okay. Um, like, I remember hearing hearing that single. Um, now I'm drawing a blank. What's the name? I got to click on it. It's not been a long um, time. 
Smash was not the single either. It was uh It was uh as soon as I self esteem. Duh. Yeah. You know, obviously like it's a huge, huge hit song. But it, it's the next album in my brain. That's their first album, not this one. Oh, ex on the Ombre. That's the one yeah. that you think is their first. Okay. Because when I went and listened to this, obviously self-esteem is like, you know, everybody's heard that song. Mm-hmm. I think they still play it on the radio yeah. to some extent. It's, but it, it really set in there. Hits everybody on crazy. I mean, yeah. it's like iconic. Mm-hmm. And, and how much is that Nirvana? I... Uh, so that was it's w- almost a straight nirvana ripoff right there it, but it w- i don't know i don't think it is technically i don't know again not a musician but it's almost like a fucking nirvana ripoff right there which which was one of the first thoughts when i'm like going back and listening to this is like okay how do you categorize them because punk rock gets thrown around a lot uh you know rock you know, grunge genres they're very like vague yeah yeah but they're like a weird interesting like there's like it, it's very grunge sounding there because like you say it's like yeah. a ripoff of nirvana but it is a lot of the other songs have like a straight punk yeah ca- beat cadence yeah i think um i mean i but the vocals I've are always not been an, an offspring fan since this album i don't know what got me to buy this album it had to be self, self-esteem it had, I, it had to be I think that was the only single that came out at the time. So it it had to be something that was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um being in the punk rock thing, but uh cuz uh, but but looking back, like yeah, Offspring's not I've ha- I've had my ups and downs with the band since. Right. And definitely like my years where I'm just like mm, not into these guys. But if I could say one thing, it's that they've I feel like they've always done whatever they thought was cool or what felt good. Right. And even in this sense, like you said, like that's a little more grungy than it is punk rocky at the time. And they're not like getting as fast on the snare drum as a lot of punk rock bands were no. in the, the early nineties, you know? Um, so they were still at this point doing what they wanted to do. Like it got super poppy and super whatever there for a minute, but maybe they were just doing what they liked, and pop music tend to fall in line with them. <laughs> Maybe, right? Who knows? I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe, but well, it's certainly like uh, it wouldn't have been on the radio if it was just straight punk. Yeah, yeah. No, no way. Um, and it uh, it but, could have if it was straight grunge. But sometimes I think like, well, maybe maybe bands change to get on the radio, and I don't feel like Offspring did. I no. feel like they were just writing stuff that happened to be little more radio friendly than crass or right. dead kennedys you know right. or like fucking you know uh any of those guys like the circle jerks weren't making fucking like radio hits you know right. um but, but i feel like offspring just happened too and maybe maybe the fact that they did and they got accepted a little bit more uh kind of fueled their future of making radio friendly music maybe but well, you can kind of tell when a band's like more music. I mean, it sounds shitty to say, but a lot of punk bands aren't like really good at music. They're not. <laughs> They're just punk's, not. Punk's not good music. Yeah. Um, musically, it's, it's not, emotional. Yeah. Punk rock is about uh, the the background. It's about the emotion behind it. It's about like where it all comes from. But 
every musician I've talked to, there's nothing musically amazing right. about punk rock. It's it's just not. And and it didn't get me as a kid because I'm not a musician. I wasn't looking at things that way. As a kid, punk rock didn't get me because of that. Punk rock got me because of the emotion behind it. Right. It got me, beca- like, lyrically it got me, and it got me pumped up. Just the, the, the fast beat of it made me want to skateboard. It made me right. want to, like, do shit. It made me want to take action. It actually give, gave me a purpose to feel like I was like I was existing, you know, like a lot of kids, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, but for me as a young kid, it was just like, where am I going? What am I doing? You know, which and is, which punk is rock just gave me, Hey, there's an entire world of kids that feel like this. And we all are this passionate about this. And it gives you something to relate to. And it gives you something to like hold on to. And if nothing else, these other people you're meeting have listened to this and felt the same way. So it, right. it gives you like a family of things um, in, in a weird kind of way, you know, like it, it, punk rock has a, uh, in general, I think has a, a stigma of being like, burn it down, fuck it all. Anarchy. We just want to not take showers and we want to <laughs> smell like shit and we want to break stuff. And no, we're, we're not taking showers and we're smelling like shit because you guys are telling us to do that. You're right. not asking us, do we want to take a shower? You're just saying, take a shower, you dirty fuck. Fuck you. In that case, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'd, I'd like to take a shower, but... On my own terms. On my own terms, exactly. Like You have to let people come to their own fruition with their own thoughts on their own way. And I think punk rock's about that. And, uh, you don't need amazing Jimmy Page guitar solos to do that, you know, especially as a youth, you don't understand what that shit is. You just need a family of people that are ready to fucking like either eat dinner with you at Thanksgiving dinner together as a family or throw Molotov cocktails into (laughs) the Capitol. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter what it is that you're just looking for some sort of that. And uh, I think that's, that's what punk rock did for me. And this was an awesome beginning of it, you know, like self-esteem. We're all listening to it as young kids. Like we all had self-esteem problems. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you. I had the girlfriend that would fucking just use you. You know what right. I mean? Like, no, I didn't have a girlfriend. You never had one. No. Okay. Okay. You uh, and Dave. You well, and Dave both. That's uh, just, just, <laughs> just kidding. Dave. Had a little rough patch. It was just a sixth through twelfth grade okay. where I was having a problem. No but big uh, deal. <laughs> once I hit yeah. thirty, it kind of cleared up. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> no, but yeah, self esteem is obviously about you know like you got the girl that's just using you for the time, and, and you get to that point where you know. I don't have any self-esteem. She's totally using me. Right. But for some reason, there's that. I mean, for me, is I'm not, what's his name, Dexter? I'm not Dexter. I'm, I'm not, dude, I didn't write the song. But for me, it was like, this is that point where you realize, like, she's not in it as far as I'm in it. Um, what do I do about it? <laughs> and there's a little time there where you just fucking take it. You know what I mean? You got shitty self-esteem. You don't, 
a lot of times, you know, kids are, you, you don't know how to express these emotions to people, how you're feeling and the people that you may be able to talk to, they don't know enough to tell you, bro, your self-esteem is just super shitty. You got to tell that girl to fuck off and like, come hang out with me a little bit more. And we'll right. Go, we'll go take care of shit. Like we'll, we'll get you where you're at. No, your homie's like, well, bro, she gives you blowjobs. Fucking stay with her. <laughs> you know, like that, <laughs> that's where it's at. And, uh, I think this is, this is just that time. You know, it's, it's fucking, I mean, that's what self-esteem is. I, I think that's what that song is. And it's funny to hear it from fun. your perspective, especially at that age, since we're virtually the same age. Yeah. I didn't have that complex of a thought process at that, at that age. <laughs> no, no, like, I didn't have that kind of insight. It's, it's interesting to sit here. At, I mean, and head I didn't, to it, it wasn't that simple for me, but I definitely had those thought process where it's like, you know, I can tell, right. Like not into it no i know you weren't it, sitting yeah. there like you were a fucking buddha like, oh, and you had no, figured yourself oh, and no. you're <laughs> self-reflective and you're right. in your room writing a, a book about it no but i didn't have uh like i can relate to that song being on the radio and being new and liking it i like that song mm -hmm. but uh i didn't I, it was i think it's the reason at at, at the same age where we're running parallel timelines we don't know each other but you're listening to deftones and that album and i'm listening to there's some kind of crossover albums like sort of like i don't know dookie green ba day bouncing souls is what we have yeah time. bouncing like souls but yeah. that didn't even come in for me until you know like it was 2000 okay. i think when i started listening to them it's just funny because it's it's a song i can relate to listening to probably the exact same age mm -hmm. and just going cool yeah <laughs> like i had no other i mean that's like a really yeah it's a bullshit answer, I, I but you're like at the, at the time I was probably like that too. I mean, that's why I bought the album because I thought the song was cool. Cool. But like the more I thought about it, I remember thinking, you know, not as soon as I got this, of yeah. course, but and my recollection on my youth at that time is is so fucking foggy, and I think it got so chaotic and and hard for me to really conceptualize that I blocked a lot of it out. Right. You know, people ask me about high school. I don't fucking remember, man. Like, I, I honestly do not remember. And it's not that I, I'm saying that because I don't want people to, like, judge me by what I was. I don't remember. I right. think there were parts of it that were so traumatic for me or that I took so personal and and hit me so hard that I my brain literally blocked it out to protect me from myself. I think it was or something. I, I don't, I don't remember teachers names. I don't remember people's names. Right. I don't remember like, and then I drank way too much out of high school, like hard. And maybe that just helped the fucking fogginess stay there or some shit. I don't know fucking what it was. Right. You know what I mean? But, um, but either way, I mean, punk rock was always there. I've always gone back to, back to punk rock. Fuck today. I listened to slowly going the way of the Buffalo by MXPX. Ooh. Like, I, I listen so to that, that that'll be just one that I'll probably by myself. Bring. Yeah, like just I can picture that album. What I do the green, the green. Yeah, on the, the, the buffalo, black and black and brown sepia tone buffalo on the plains, mm. and then the, and the green MXPX on the top. And it was just purely nostalgia, you know. Just it, yeah. It, if I hear that I one, that remember, one takes me to an interesting place. Yeah, I don't necessarily remember all the lyrics, but fuck it. it if you played it, that it right now, me. I could sing along. I can't think of the words right now, but as soon yeah. as I heard it, I could sing the whole probably the exactly. whole album. Yeah. And this album smashes like that for me. I hadn't turned in 
prepping for this podcast whole thing, I listened to NXS, what I say, like fucking 10 times or something. <laughs> you just did a brush listened, up on this? I listened to Smash one time this morning. <laughs> you were that like, was it. And I was I like, got it. fucking got it. <laughs> it's like, it all just came back to me, you know, like, um, the song, uh, it'll be a long time. That was always one of my, one of my favorites on that one. Uh, there's a lyric that says, all they want is what they can defend before their time is up. And that one kind of stuck with Ooh. me later on. And I didn't, I didn't catch that lyric obviously in my early days, but right? later on listening to the song. That was, it'll be a long time. Yeah. It'll be a long time. All they want is what they can defend before their time is up. And it was like, yeah, that snare got me. It's just so uniquely them. Yeah. Because they have like sounds that are grunge, sounds that are punk, but his voice especially. Yeah. The guitar tone. I don't want to say snare. it's whiny, but it's definitely higher pitched than a lot of guys. There's just um, no one else who sounded like that. No. I mean, he's. It's good shit, you know? And, uh. I mean, it's 100% a punk beat. Yeah. The beat is. I mean, I, I don't know. Punk. For a punk beat for me is kind of defined by the drums, yeah. so that's where you would come in. Yeah. Like it's definitely right, like snare, 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 snare. And then when they fill it, it's just like one crash, like yep. and then you're back to the the home base or whatever it is. But they're the, the cool thing or the different thing about the, them, and I think why they're more popular because punk's not considered pop unless it's pop punk, right? Right, whatever. Yeah. But the, the thing that defines, I guess, punk and pop punk is like, it has like a, a traditional song structure and like a catchy, usually a catchy chorus. Mm-hmm. It's like, you kind of got to have a melody. Yeah. And he's a little more of a sing, even though he's got a little bit of a higher voice and all that shit, he still does like, he sings a little while he's, you he's know, and so, very, yeah, you know, he'll, like, he'll f- definitely find more of a melodic kind of flow, especially for the choruses or whatever. And, just enough to catch you and i think that's where um i mean like they were just making what sounds good to them right and it just so happens that it was much more poppy than right the circle jerks just coming at you with bah, 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 and then fucking bah, 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 and again like you can't listen to that well i clearly am more like you know? more of a way more of a pop person than you Right, but like as somebody who listens to some fairly what my friends think is the hardest shit they've ever heard in their life, which is <laughs> right? to you is like, gee, <laughs> it's like the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I mean, you, I had to have like, I had to have something to segue me into it. Like, I didn't grow up. I wasn't like that punk rock NBA I've told you about that yeah, has yeah. a YouTube channel. Like that dude's a, a hard. He's a hardcore dude. He's a uh-huh. straight straight edger. He was hardcore. Yeah. And then some punk, and he transitions into some other genres. But that dude like grew up falling in love with hardcore, and then yeah. went from there. Yeah, I grew up listening to Journey. Fuck. You know, like and in excess, and in excess, like yeah. that was like I was into that shit. And then now I, I would that kid would have never listened to Every Time I Die, right. for instance. Yeah, but eventually it was like there was those bands I think that transitioned a lot of people, like Green Day. It's pop punk as fuck. Yeah. But and it, it Green, brought people. Green Day is another band just like Offspring, I think, that have just always made Green Day songs right. happen to be pop punky. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's authentic like, as, yeah. as hell. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, I, I appreciate Green Day too for a lot of other reasons. But, um, 
but to get back on smash i think that's where offspring might like bridge the gap between your listening and my listening like it's easier to listen to as far as that's concerned and uh for me it's not as i don't want to say like it gives me a break because that (laughs) implies that me listening to music is like me beating the shit out of myself and maybe it is and then sometimes i'll admit it is like when i i listen to like a band called death and the god damn it <laughs> forced myself through that um and you're a glutton for just, your own punishment yeah like, and sometimes i just for some reason i feel like if this is on an album there's something worth it right in there so i have to give it a chance so i give it a chance and i realize even if it's worth it, you don't like it. This is bad. Turn it off. I mean, you know I, what I, mean? Everybody, I think like, everybody's listened. Anybody who really cares about music has listened to music. Yeah. Because they felt like they had to sometimes. Right. Yeah. And that's. And they're like, ah. Or just an entire genre. You yeah, feel did like. Did I convince myself I need... I'm like enjoying this? Or did I convince. Right. Am I just wanting to experience this? Or you think about like, man, like six out of 10 of my friends like this shit. I'm, I'm, I need to like this shit too. Otherwise, I can, I I'm going to be one of the other ones. You I can look I mean? you like, straight in the face and tell you I've listened to music you've recommended to me and mm-hmm. been like, I'll figure out how to like it. <laughs> I'll a, figure, there's got to be something here. I don't fucking know what it is. I don't want to let them down. <laughs> yeah. We're almost to the top of Mount Everest. My Sherpa's taking yeah. me up there. <laughs> and it's and and really like there's there's no to or from you know like uh, yeah. uh, for me Converge is one of those guys. Like I love I love jake bannon and his his artwork personally and i think his lyrics are passionate um but i was just talking to my buddy josh about this today like i i I think i really touch base with that individual yeah uh his personal artwork and the lyrics the his side of that band but converge in general man like it's i can't do it i just can't fucking do it it's it's just a little too noisy for me or there's just a structure i don't click with and yeah i hear so much shit about that band really all the time it's probably that punk rock nba again okay references him a lot or references them a lot yeah as good or bad or how is he uh as like just a, a staple like good yeah good as a as an influence to so many different as far as what they do they do it great and they are like you said a cornered stone yeah in that genre but that's a point in which when i get to that genre i know like mm, <laughs> i'm not so far into this you guys you know it, it, before i'd be like you, you motherfuckers are just faking it really you guys are fucking making this up like not the band but like the fans right be like hey, there's no way you guys like this shit like that you know like and that was just i think that's where music in general like music criticism and uh things like that like art criticism is like music criticism like you can get so fucking passionate about it but ultimately <laughs> it's like well it's the most subjective thing ever what how would you, what i like exactly how can and, you opi- have your opinion be my opinion yeah <laughs> and 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 isn't it weird how like in high school and just out of high school early college like that would make or break friends yeah you know what I mean? And that's, we're seeing that in a social climate now, like your political position makes or breaks friends and family. And it's like, this could be like the, the, the liking a fucking queen song and not liking a queen song. Like what? It doesn't have anything to fucking do with that shit. You know what I mean? Like, so well, you like it. So you don't, that's okay. Just cause you don't like it. Don't mean I don't gotta like you. That means we actually have a talking point. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, well, here we are at like basically 40. Yeah. And, 40. uh, <laughs> 
uh, I could not have a group of friends uh, aside from you and Dave. Right. Uh, I don't know really anybody that as a whole listens to what I listen to. I mean, obviously, I, like I said, I listen Which to I think is a good thing. Pop music I mean, and you've stuff. You definitely found your own thing. Like but something you, that you like. Yeah. So that you're here with these people who are like, there's times you want to like put your music on. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to like, I really enjoy this album. Uh-huh. But n- everyone hates it. Uh-huh. Everyone hates it. Right. And I can't. Yeah. Um, except for, like I said, you, Dave, and another buddy that I've made, Alex. He's, yeah. he kind of, but then he's listening to a Trey You and then I want to be that asshole to him. Right. Because <laughs> I'm like, what? Unless it's old to Trey You. That shit's good. Uh, yeah. I have listened to a Trey You and been like, eh. Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses is fucking great. And the curse. Titties. Titties. After that, mm, it's the reverse me. of what you were saying. I'm trying to convince myself I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what right. it is. <laughs> it's weird. This one's kind of good, but I can't st- can't right. bear to like this this band. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think it's it's again what this podcast doing making us look at the music that we listen to uh, currently or in the past. You know what I mean? And it, it's it's us reflecting on it. Period. That's yeah. That's what this podcast is about. Um, my wife does not listen to 90% of the shit I listen to. Right. I have specific playlists that I listen to with her because I know it's not going to make her Cringe. skin crawl. You know right. what I mean? And Amanda, will she will listen to whatever. Like, she super open-minded and, and just huge heart on that girl. But I can tell. Like, you're with, you know, I'm sure. You, <laughs> it's you the know, same exact thing you, for me. You walk into a room and you could tell when Billy's just like, oh, fuck, no, not not that right now. You know what I mean? That's literally the but, response you get is like, I can't yeah. do this right now. This yeah. is too angry. Or or I'll get like, you know, I love that you like this, but I have to go. You know what <laughs> I mean? Right. This, that kind of yeah. thing. And uh, it's the same. I, I don't know. Maybe like I gravitated towards uh not only Brody because his work was his tattoo work was nice in the in the shop, but um, he's a hip hop head man, and I'm like I'm a little hip hop head too. Like I got, I went through a huge hip hop phase, but he was in a fucking rap group. Like he right. is a hip hop right. dude, you know. His playlists are pop music and hip hop. Like as far as when it gets into rock, like there's a couple bands we can not a lot to, of crossover there, but like. No, he won't do an entire album with Etid without, I mean, he won't say anything. He'll appreciate it because he knows now in his older age, but I could still feel that energy coming through the, the, the fucking window of him yeah. like, Jesus Christ, when does this get done? Or like, <laughs> when is this song going to be over? You know, like, right. It's a, uh, he, he's the same way. So I think, uh, that that's, what's really cool about music in general and you end up finding i think if you find yourself in a in a place where okay this is a really long drawn out thing but anyway so (laughs) anyway being a metalhead specifically i've found an an example of this you you surround yourself with metalheads everybody likes metal right right? we're going to uh fuck i don't know like a slayer show right right the the, the classic fucking metal right you're in line at a slayer show everybody's there to see slayer fuck whoever's opening we don't care because (laughs) fucking slayer right that's what (laughs) fucking slayer right everybody's there for slayer there is always in every group there's a dude who's like bro (laughs) did you listen to the newest fucking i don't know like cattle decapitation album or fucking blah, 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 like pulling shit out that is just super obscure you know cattle decap's not that 
obscure, but they're pulling bands out that are just so obscure and asking fellow Slayer members or fans, do you like this shit? And why does that matter? Because we're all trying to be different. Right. You know what I mean? We're all at this show because we like something that's united us from everybody. And we just got to be But now un-unite. that we're united, we're trying to ununite. Right. We're trying to like, or we're trying to bring our quote unquote friends into this other thing. Like, oh, you got to listen to this. It's so metal. And 90% of the time that fucking music's garbage. Like it's right. horrible. You get too deep into metal and it's just people trying to make metal. It's horrible shit um (laughs) it's horrible (laughs) shit it's horrible shit but that's why i think the the healthy relationships i find are exactly that they're yin and yang right there's a reason the yin and yang is a thing you know and that's that's what it is like he listens to metal like amanda listens to singer songwriter like acoustic shit and i have learned so many artists that do that that i fucking love listening to now i super appreciated it and I'll jam it at the shop. Like, I'm not trying to fucking cover anything up, but I've learned so much from her side of things. I'm open to it. But at the same time, like, I'm listening to Rain and Hell, too. Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, you still got like, what you like. I mean, yeah, and if you're a Coke drinker, you're always going to go back to Coke. You're going to go back to Coke. And I'm, I'm going to listen to Slayer Rain and Hell. Like, it's by myself, in the dark, you know, in the basement, whatever. But that's just the way it is. Um there's this song, uh, Slow Train, and it's an <laughs> old gospel song. Not gospel, I don't know, R&B. It was from, you know, segregation era. Mm-hmm. We watched a documentary, and it was on it, and the song just, like, knocked my dick off. I mean, totally nothing I'd ever listened to. Huh. You know, this this black woman singing yeah. Slow Train, and I put in my favorites. I can't even think of the artist's name, just know the name of the yeah. song. and It plays constantly at the shop. This dude happens to be black FedEx driver drops off yeah. a package one day. He almost had a fucking heart attack. Like, like Good. literally had that's a heart. fucking awesome. And he goes, yeah. I didn't think, I didn't expect to walk in here and see a white boy listen to that. Like, that's <laughs> what he fucking said. And yeah. I was like, yeah, actually, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. And also, like, genuinely think this song is one of the yeah. greatest songs I've ever heard. It's a like, fantastic honestly, song. there's no one else here. Yeah. I would have listened to this with if you didn't come yeah. through that door. I'm I have been. I almost felt like I staged yeah. it for him. You know, right. like what are the odds <laughs> yeah. that one out of this huge? You know, my, all my like songs on Spotify. Yeah. And he's coming in. You you fast forward it like twelve seconds. Yeah, I was just like, so oh, you're here comes in a the black guy. It, you know, <laughs> I'm diverse. <laughs> yeah, but no, that, I mean that's that's great that that happened. You know, and that's uh, anyway. That's that was a fucking really long tangent, but. So, Back yeah, on Smash. That's what Offspring did <laughs> for me. It, it like it got brought people together. But yeah, that that one song. It'll be a long time. Uh, all they want is what they can defend before their time is up. That really got me because like, what is this need for wanting shit? We all want this shit. We want the PlayStation Five. We right. want the fucking Xbox. We want all this other shit. We want this new car. We want the shit that we can defend or show off to other people and be like yeah i did it that's mine that's mine you're defending that you're not you're you're gloating on it but you're also defending the fact that that's yours right to other people um it's that lyric never hit me until recently about how spot on he was with everything and hearing something from 1994 that's saying the same shit that echoes to me right fucking now uh just tells me that the cycle 
of things has been going on longer than I can fucking conceptualize. Yeah, we think we're in these, like, times that we've never been in before. New times. Strange times. No, it's fucking not. It's the same old shit. It's strange to (laughs) us, but if you're a fucking history person, you'll learn. And if you listen to the history people... They'll tell you, hey, back in this year, right. we did this. And back in this year, we did this. And we fixed it by doing this. And blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, because when the shit was yeah. happening in the 90s and we were, um, you know, 90, 94, I was in, I don't know, 96 was freshman year, just a reference. Right, okay. You know, like, your perspective is completely gone. You don't Fuck. you don't know about, I didn't give a shit about politics. No. Or, I, you know, and, and none right of that now, shit even I, registered. And right now, like, whether you give a shit or not, it still doesn't fucking change your day to day. But, like, uh, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. But this guy's—you know—you could have the lead singer of this band singing about something then that resonated with somebody who was twenty-five, thirty. Right. It's just not going to resonate. But you can listen to it twenty, thirty years later when you're at a different age. It's topical. Like, you didn't write this right now. That's yeah. the crazy thing. You wrote this Nostradamus. Over. <laughs> you wrote this what sixteen years ago? Right. Fucking fifteen years ago, you wrote this, and it's resonating now, which like. Damn. Yeah. Good good for you, you know? And like uh, another one is uh, egos will feed while citizens bleed. Now, that's a pretty cliche punk rock For lyric. sure. <laughs> egos sure. will feed while citizens bleed. But it's in the same song, that same song. It'll be a long time. And uh, it fits. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's basically saying it's going to be a long time before things change. Right. It's going to be a long time before where we're at changes to another thing or if we stay on this path it's going to be a long a long fucking path you know right um and the fact that you know offspring was saying that back in the 90s what was that desert storm yeah uh was this one 94 95 94 94 yeah that was desert storm i don't remember i don't remember when we was pre it was bush senior yeah bush senior time so it was around Uh, and and a bush senior early clinton right either way Shit's hitting the fan. It's going to be a long time. And it has been a long time, Dexter. You were fucking right, but <laughs> Jesus. We're just, we're just ping-ponging. <laughs> yeah, we're ping-ponging. Um, but now we're all woke as fuck, dude. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm so woke right I now. I like to think that we're woke. I'm but, so uh, woke. When being woke is so fucking... Woke's uh, getting annoying now. Yeah. I want to be unwoke. Can I go to bed? The wokest, yeah. Can I go to sleep finally? I've been awake for so long. I'm so worried about being woke. Fuck. I'm, I'm woken. I'm, I'm, I'm so woke. It's funny how everybody wants to, not everybody, um, the sitting on the top of a mountain yeah. thing comes into play being like, I, I mean, I take it as like a, a calm thinking, whatever, just over, over seeing the whole thing right yeah that's what i assume being woke is right yeah or knowing, but you would think but it's weird how like that woke is different than doing hot yoga and drinking a chai latte you know what i mean yeah well like <laughs> anything it got del- it got uh got a little diluted there diluted the yeah <laughs> in the process it's weird, weird. Uh-huh. when the masses got a hold of it things got weird it's yeah I like the, I don't even know the lyrics of the song or anything, but just looking at this track list, the name of this song, Killboy Powerhead. Killboy Powerhead. That is the uh, fucking baddest shit. Killboy Powerhead, I don't 
know for sure, but the there's not a lot of lyrics in Killboy Powerhead other than Killboy Powerhead, Killboy Powerhead, <laughs> Killboy Powerhead. Talks about his uh, girl being uh, just a fucking tough bitch. Fucking bleh. it busts his knuckles when he ain't seen nothing yet. It's just like like a typical like nonsense punk it rock. It seems like he's making fun of meatheads. Ah, <laughs> I think this I don't one goes know. out to you, Spencer. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it's very simple. I Cut. saw his woman. She was writing his name in blood. Hard as a rock. It's like rockabilly kind of. She said she was his baby, looking just like the Hoover Dam, which is like. I take that. His baby looking like a Hoover Dam is like, you ain't getting past this shit. Like, she's fucking all about that guy. And he's all about the <laughs> Killboy Powerhead. I think. I don't know. The beauty <laughs> is, is even if it is nonsensical or s- stupid or whatever, yeah, you still kind of bounce around to it. Yeah, oh, got- <laughs> they wrote it great. You know, that's where the music or the, or the actual delivery of whatever the image or the message is. Sometimes yeah, when I'm I'd, listening, I would have fucking moshed like a motherfucker <laughs> to that song. It makes me like sometimes when I when I just for whatever reason that song made me think of like a high pitched Motorhead. Uh-huh. Like if you took Motorhead uh-huh. and kind of like changed, you know, got rid of that was very Motorheady, yeah. It, or if it, you just put Lemmy in the background, like all of a sudden, Ace of Spades. it would have been that would have been a Motorhead song. Yeah, it just kind of had that that different sound of the same vibe uh-huh yeah interesting and again punk rock yeah bridging the gap into modern metal or like uh european european yeah. metal, like because motorhead came from over there and um isn't it interesting how you expect a sound right say you like you love a band or a genre and the album comes out and you're like "Ooh, what are they what are they doing well that was yeah. a little different you're like what did you want the same fucking thing you already heard right and but you how, do. How many times but you it, don't? If, if you don't hear the same thing, you immediately think shit. They've <laughs> fucking sold out. Yeah. Like I don't like it anymore. Or yeah. that's the first thing that people just like. Uh, <laughs> and if I okay, back to Slayer. Perfect example. I love Slayer. My metalhead. But Slayer, much like Black Dahlia Murder has written the same fucking album <laughs> probably seven or eight fucking times. Uh, you know what I mean? If, whether they get a new guitarist or a new drummer, a new singer, whatever the fuck happens, they're making the same goddamn album. And love it. Love what you guys do. But I've heard Rain can and you, Blood before. My, can you come out of the box a little bit? Maybe <laughs> I'll just listen to Rain and Blood. And like, there's some artists in general, they find what they do. And they find what sells or they find what right. feels good and they fucking stick with it. And if that's what you do, then that's what you do. And there's a there's a, a mindset with people, I think, where it's like, uh, I think it comes from like a really Southern kind of mindset. Where if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know oh. what I mean? And I don't broke, care for those ignorant it. Southern people. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hear that a lot from, from that type of thing. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah. it. It worked for daddy. It worked for grandpa. Why do right. I need to change it? And that's, and there's that's probably a mindset, fair portion of them that honestly want to maybe continue to make the exact same. Thing. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, but there is the other side of things where if you're going to make art and you're going to change uh, again, this being another reason why I absolutely love the Deftones is that 
they have not made the same album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every album is different, whether they're getting more atmospheric or they're using another guitar or they're using Chino's doing different kind of like vocal progressions or like whatever it is, they're doing new shit. And I know they've lost a lot of fans, right. but the fans that stick around are the fans that actually want to hear music. They don't want to hear like the same album. Well, and a lot of these legacy bands that are super popular do change and are successful. Yeah, exactly. Uh, these guys have obviously made some kind of Offspring. They started more punk. Offspring changed, and they changed exactly the way they needed to change. Because yeah. I think if they went a different way, they would have fallen off in fucking 2001. We wouldn't have right. fucking seen them again. Right. But somehow, their changes stuck with like what was good. They did like a Weezer-like thing, totally different than Weezer. Right. Weezer yeah. did that garage rock thing, that, that blue album. Weezer went super fucking nerd university shit. Yeah. And that, Which is good. I, maybe it was because uh, Rivers like went to college, you know. And but I mean, maybe, have you listened to an interview yeah, with that guy? Maybe he, he had like he's a he's obviously got a pulse, like a, a finger on the pulse of what's going on in these certain places. But he also just immerses himself in the environment, so he's writing. He's music. clearly highly intelligent too, right? Like that was smart motherfucker. Yeah. So he's writing music that fits where he's at, you know. And there's always going to be a genre for that and even even if you're not just specifically going to that genre you got the guys that listen to the blue fucking and the red album and they're gonna oh they have a green album or whatever the fucking order it is but you know like yeah i'm gonna listen to that again oh it's a little weirder but fuck they got that hash pipe song it's pretty cool you know i smoke cash too yeah whatever i don't know i remember like uh, listening to that too and being like i mean because again i don't think you can be our age and not yeah that weezer album that blue oh. album is just uh, straight. Hot no man, it, fire. It, it says I think uh, we came up in a in an era that is so pivotal and so um, notable that it says something now to see the Metallica Black album coming out on anniversary, twenty year anniversary or whatever, and there is numerous bands covering every single song right you know what i mean um weezer everybody's covering weezer songs everybody's right. covering nirvana songs everybody's covering like it, they were covering songs like the the bands were doing the same thing with the 80s bands at the time um and i like to think that it's just the music scene paying tribute to the music scene like if we were this age in the 90s we would see 80s bands covering 70s right shit, you know right. what i mean or something like we would see that it's part of the shit happening i like to think that i don't know though because i haven't dove that far into it and i mean you get far enough back and just recording wasn't as easy to do right you know so um i like to think people were still doing that at house parties with an acoustic guitar like Hey, I'm going to play a Motorhead song. Right. They're doing a shitty acoustic version and everyone's drunk singing it in the house or something like that's. Well, I heard there's a guy I followed on YouTube. He's a guitarist and he's like a touring, like a studio guitarist. Mm -hmm. And he was a touring guitarist for like Tri Red Trip or Trippy Red and uh, like Bazzy, these pop and rappers. So I follow this guy and he just had a thing on a story of this chick. And I click a clip on it. I go, oh man, that. This melody, this like singer songwriter kind of thing, is, and it was just like, I gotta save this. Yeah. And the song's coming out tomorrow. I listened to it again. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I know this song. 
<laughs> it was Fugazi. <laughs> it was a Fugazi song? Yeah. What was it, like Waiting Room? It was the one he plays on the piano. I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, I, I was uh, thinking Waiting Room. I'm that, actually just going to... I know this biggest. is a little off, but uh, it just totally plays in with what you're saying. Like How there's like different genres. I'm that so are tired. Like, I'm so tired. That's the... Oh, that's the it's... Yeah. And they're... So there's a new... So this chick fucking covered it. Nice. And I, let Very me just, good. Let me just play it real quick, because it's... it's uh, I don't know. Like It it just caught me so off guard, because this woman is not, from what I saw of her, I had never heard of her before, is not a someone you would expect to listen to Fugazi. Um, okay. G- give her name for sure I'm before you play it. Yeah. Damn thing. Her name's Ezzy, I guess. E-Z-I. Um, yeah, Ezzy. Ezzy. And she's just kind of like maybe a pop. I don't know how. I don't want to classify her. I don't Easy. Know. She's got, you know, her biggest song on here has got 8 million streams. You know, she's. Jesus. But uh, yeah, she did a cover. Hmm. Maybe. You know, and That's it instantly cool. resonated with me because yeah. I'm like. Like, hey, I know this. See, this is the shit Mando would like. She yeah. likes this stuff. I could totally see her. Yeah, because she sings this stuff. She does this stuff. What she writes. That's that's awesome, man. Like, so, yeah, I'll listen to that for sure. That's good. Yeah, but it, it was the strangest thing because I'm like, when you hear that, see, and you're now, like, I know, I know this fucking but that's song. What, that's what's beautiful about where we're at now is like, someone who liked Fugazi. But is writing that music can now cover it and pay homage to Fugazi. And no one back in the fucking day. knew. No one knew because none of her followers are listening yeah, to Fugazi. No one knows who fuck Fugazi is, but she's doing right by the industry and by the by the by music in general. Right. I guess you would say. I think that's. Which, that's for the record, cool. Fugazi, I never realized was the lead singer of Minor Threat. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's how little um, I know about shit. Another thing of the uh, punk rock world you were a little missing out on there, but <laughs> also did not know that the song or straight edge movement came from his from, from their song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned all this shit here as a which almost forty year old. I don't man. know from for a fact, but I really believe was kind of a satirical song to begin with. So I dug, I went down that rabbit hole. That's that's what's funny, and I, I'm sorry we're like derailing. We really are, but <laughs> well. He he was he's a I mean he's a straight straight edger yeah but he did I found an interview and he said uh, you know like I wasn't trying to start a straight straight edge no. movement I was just I was just talking about I don't want to do drugs I don't want to do wanna it get personally high. and they took yeah. his song and just like and created a movement yeah. he borderline resents even yeah. though to this day he's straight edge he still lives that lifestyle and, and it's his thing yeah kind of interesting I like it I like that he stuck by it even though he may well be the person that started it all. started this he very he is one of the movements not I just may well but don't understand is. yeah yeah i don't want to do this so bad i want to beat you up for not doing what i do right but passion to each their own anyway <laughs> so uh, back to offspring smash from 1994 there's a song called what happened to you everybody has this friend <laughs> this is where like you can get so deep on shit and I think we're going to get probably deeper than we need to get and a lot of songs even need or uh, call for in this podcast but this song's perfect for that like this song is about everyone who's had a friend 
so hooked on the shit, whatever the fuck it is, that they're pulling all their friends down with them and you're just done with it. It's we've just, all had one. Yeah, we've all had at least one. It's me. <laughs> what in the world happened to you? It's almost ska-like. I feel like Gwen Stefani. Definitely ska-like. There's no horns, but there yeah. could be horns right now. Less than Jake, motherfucker. Yeah. 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 This but one. It's, it's catchy. It's pop. It's like happy sounding. Another one to think, but. But you keep on in music. What hasn't more happened to you? It's fucking. There's a, a lyric towards the end. It says, um, "I'll see you in the. I'll see you in your coffin by the time your wad is spent." Damn. So, it's just him saying like, "You're pulling everybody else down. I don't like it. I know you're gonna die from this. We've tried to help you. You're just." What in the world happened to you? Like, what the fuck happened to you? It's a sad song, and they deliver it like that. It's probably the, the happiest sounding song God, on the, the fucking did album. Did NXS <laughs> co-write that song? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, fucking super happy and shit. It's weird. Um, but anyway, that one that one made a, a point to me because it sounded so happy, but was obviously like... Those are some of the craziest there. songs when you're like... I can't think of anything, but you... Listen to it later in life, and you're more aware. Yeah, you're like, what, like what the fuck are they talking about? I was fuck. This was that guy. This was, was that I guy. sent and this song to my grandma. Yeah, I told her she might like it. Happy, and she did. That's she what likes was to kill, weird. You like to kill hookers like, too? I do like that song. Thank you. <laughs> I did an eight ball of that song. <laughs> I can't feel my throat. She's like, I'm still alive, bitch. Okay, I ain't in my coffin yet, asshole. Your grandma parties. <laughs> My grandma gets down. Fuck. My grandma's dead. Ah, Jesus. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. Uh, the song So Alone. Ooh, let's grab that Did one. Did you take note on that one? I don't have any notes on that one. I was like, I said, you know what, today? I'm just going to fucking freeball it. Today I'm going to let Ryan shine. <laughs> this is like very classic. So I like that because I can hear him like scrape. Yeah, you know, and that's a rock and roll thing. You don't that's hear what that I was a just lot in say, punk rock. Like that, like almost like butt rocky. Yeah, again, bringing other things into the the music. But there's a lyric in this one that says, "Melt with your minds, melt with each other." Ooh, yeah, stew mushrooms. Melt with your minds, melt with each other. Bah, 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 bah. It's um. Altogether, he's singing. I think this song is about personally. I think this song is about like you feel alone, like we talked about earlier. You, as a kid, you feel like you're by yourself. You feel like you're stuck, or you feel like no one fucking knows what you're doing. You feel alone, and he's saying in this song, or in this lyric, "Melt with your minds, melt with each other." He's saying you're not alone. Everybody right. else around you feels the exact same way. The only thing you don't get is that you're both there. Right. But if they're playing the show, I have a feeling like on stage he's trying to tell everybody like, "Look, you're all this place is sold struggling. out. Struggling. This place is sold out with everybody that bought a ticket, and you all feel alone, which is right. dumb because you're all in the exact same spot, listening to the exact same thing for the exact same reason. And I think you should live on a mountain. <laughs> 
But I think uh, Every Time I Die does that too. Like, yeah. He does it the same way. He's a little more cynical, a little more nihilistic. For sure. But he does it the same way. Um, and they do it a little more physically by allowing everybody up on stage to like jump and fucking just be one and have fun right. and have fun at the party because the party's the thing that brings everybody. I think Offspring was on the same vibe. They were on the same everything of like meet or melt with each other. Like give up to yourself into this song, fucking go banana sandwich, fucking dance around, crowd surf, whatever the fuck you want to do, but do it with each other and know that like whether your mom likes your music or not, or whether your girlfriend kissed you the right way or kissed somebody else or not, you're still cool. Like all these people are with you. See, and I think that's what differentiates again, if you're talking about them being a punk band, because I think they fundamentally are. A punk they're, band. I think they're classified as a pop I, punk band. Yeah. Band pop punk or pop or whatever. What makes it more like palatable and more popular and, and why they're more successful is because traditional punk would be like, I'm going to speak to you about my anger. Yeah. And then you could tell, feel anger and then punch that guy because he's, right. he's not, there is no unity. Specifically, how much I want to fucking hurt that person because they did this to me. Right. But, or, yeah, I don't know. If it's specifically individuals, though, like they didn't. I mean, there's some unity. Punk, I think punk you're, rock isn't necessarily pointed at one person, except for certain situations. <laughs> um, <laughs> normally in wartime. Yeah, but um, this this broadcast brought to you by Dick Cheney. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, brought in certain times, it is for sure. But I think in general, it's the idea. Like I've always said, like punk rock is very. In my opinion, I actually think punk rock is very law-abiding. For sure. They got their like, own set of rules. They, but they they want everybody to work together. There is a set of laws that punk rock lives by. It's basically don't be a cunt. Don't right. be an asshole. Right. You know what I mean? Don't be a dick to your friends. Don't be, a, if you're a business owner, help the community with the business. Don't be a fucking asshole and just try to take their money. Right. Just help them and they will help you and that's what you're there for like it's very basic shit and uh where punk rock spews off is when they don't have a problem or it doesn't have a problem with telling everybody else who's trying to corporate america to go fuck themselves and that's where the idea of anarchy comes from right shit where it's like it's not literal total anarchy like i know very few punkers that actually want to see everything burn and for them to have to go like forage and pick berries. <laughs> you know what I mean? They wouldn't last like, very long. There, there's a couple that would be like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck it all. I'll fucking go do it. Whatever. I don't need a shower for the rest of my life. I'll find a river, whatever, but <laughs> pick berries and live fine. Like, yeah, there's a lot of them, but in general, it's like, no, we, there's a system here. If we work with it and if we can get the people that are in Congress and in government, out and put real actual people in there that give right. a shit about people then there's a system that can be changed to fit what's working and we can all work together in happiness there doesn't have to there there is an idea of anarchy for sure um but the anarchy i think is based in don't have douchebags at the top you right it's I mean? more of a, a just a disdain for the current the current system that right. they feel like as long as the top can be who's ever at the top will be flushed out yeah as soon as they get a little bit tainted with power get the fucking rid of it you don't need power you don't need the new pants you don't need the new shirt you don't need all that shit we you just know what need, 
we need apples, we need broccoli, we need soup. That's all we fucking need. And we need medicine if we need medicine. You know? Like, Ryan, 2024. Ryan. <laughs> Who's your running mate? I, you. <laughs> you. Well, we're fucked. You fucking, we're, we're fucked. We already lost. Yeah. Where's Ross Perot? Where I is he? Yeah. <laughs> Ross! Bernie! Uh, Bernie, where are you at? Uh, I think you... <laughs> You might want to get like uh, I don't know. Can we can we get old boy back from the dead? Uh, Air no. Force pilot guy. What's his name? <laughs> I don't fucking What's, know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much politics. Can we get that old guy <laughs> that was? Uh, <laughs> can we get old dude? <laughs> oh, you know shit. the old guy who was in the military I'm choking on my army palm me. What the fuck is his name? He can't lift know. his hands over his head because he was a prisoner of war in Vietnam. Fuck, God damn remember. it. I don't know. Oh, makes me mad he died of brain cancer. Oh, that's sad either way. Yeah, he was a nice guy. I liked him. I can't think of, I liked him so much I can't think of his yeah, name. Yeah, well. Yeah. Anarchy in the UK. Not with each other. Anarchy in the UK. <laughs> Anarchy in the UK. Oh, anyway, so uh that was what happened to you. Uh so alone. We already talked about that. That was the melt with your minds well melt with each other. It'll be a long time. We already talked about that. Smash. Let's get the smash. Titled track of the album. Smash. I like those little guitar breaks. Yeah. Just drum. Come back in. And it's kind of chuggy, right? Like it's like a rock kind of metal. Uh-huh. Influence for sure, but then you have a melody like where he's where he's singing. It's sing-songy, but uh-huh. in a not lame way. And he says the word asshole. Yeah, it's great. Love assholes. I'm not a trendy asshole. <laughs> um, it's just it's well-rounded. I thought, <laughs> in retrospect of this song, I think it's kind of funny because like this was 1994. They had one out before this. Uh, no one really knew him until this album, and. And Smash, he says, I'm not a trendy asshole. I'll do what I want, do what I feel like. And then, like, for the next three fucking albums, they were the biggest trend in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I'm a like, hypocrite. Wait, what? You know, I'm like, maybe you weren't at the time, but maybe that's a, a Maybe it was supposed to, to be like, irony in advance. Well, it may, maybe it's a testament to them, like, I'm going to do what I want, and we're going to make the music that we want. Right. And it just so happened. Maybe Offspring's the key. like i'm really reaching right now because i've had an arnie palmy but i'm just saying maybe (laughs) offspring is the fucking key maybe they were like we're gonna do what we want and pop music and everything just followed off i like the effect this malt liquor's having on your brain fucking good shit (laughs) but i'm just telling you (laughs) you from ontario that's good you're a a douchebag from up country really funny i told man like forever this totally off (laughs) <laughs> that's what this podcast is about fucking letter kenny i told her forever ago it's a good thing i never lived in letter kenny because i probably would have had a night or two with gail oh like, <laughs> you know yeah. oh my <laughs> like, god gail last is... person at the bar gail's giving you a couple more tequila shots fucking whatever why not because gail creeps her the fuck out she can't watch her talk it makes her go oh, the way weird. she does it <laughs> at first weird. was like so off the fucking wall <laughs> right just o- over the top I, I, yeah. I didn't know what to think, but now it's it's. But it's of, constantly over the top too, and we've just been used to it now. Yeah, now it's like, like she. I don't know what to do without she's it. She's more over the top now than she was, <laughs> but it's okay. Anyway, and there was that one fucking ep- that one season where she's gone after yeah. Modine's burns down, 
And I remember asking, what, what the fuck happened to Gail? <laughs> she comes in Amanda was like, why the fuck do you care? It's fine. We like, need she, her. No, she needs to be back. I miss her. She <laughs> slides weird. in on that fucking bicycle right down the street, skids it into the driveway. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. For the record, if you like this podcast, go listen to Letter. Yeah, go like, watch Letter Kenny like, on you like Letter Kenny for sure. And if you don't, put headphones on and then watch it because yeah. it's all lyrical or whatever it is <laughs> fucking words it's words it's words it's fucking words again he's uh, he's an arnold palmer deep arnie over there palmies bud <laughs> anyway oh shit yeah back I, on smash smash uh i think they what do you think of smash i think it's did you listen to it did yeah. you like it do you even do you even fucking care pat no. <laughs> <laughs> you're so goddamn insightful i'm just <laughs> I feel like we're a morning radio show, and I'm just like the the guy who's just like he's smarter than me. You're I just like, hit the laugh track you're button. Gina on Carrie Bill and Gina. Yeah. <laughs> just, just maybe rip on me every once in a while, cut me down. Oh, fuck. And, uh, That's funny. I don't know. It's it's always tough when when you when you're having a conversation with somebody who just really has more insight. There's no other way to look at it. Where what I think I bring to the aspect of it is, um, I don't think I'll ever be as good as at deciphering what the lyrics mean as much as just hearing the, them the the what i hear uh, sonically like I, for instance but a lot of the, words and when i talk to you with words then you decide yeah i know words. i think i get lost in music a lot of times honestly i really do i think i listen to a song like a lot of these songs especially from the 90s maybe it's more audible for you like it's more actually the music that's happening it is so much the words but even so like i there's been songs, and again, I won't be able to reference anything, but I've listened to this song, let's say, for 20 years, mm-hmm. and it's always made me feel a certain way, and I've never consciously listened to the words. I could probably sing them. Right. But I don't know. Well, what you're singing doesn't like... And then one day, 22 years later, <laughs> I read the liner notes or something, or right. I really sat down and had headphones on, because you know, when you listen to music, sometimes you're not listening. Right, yeah. Most of the time, yeah. you're, you're just hearing it. And uh, And then all of a sudden, you're like... Oh fucking shit! Like uh-huh. what? Like did yeah. his grandma die and then he he lost his dog and yeah. like a country song or something like weird? Yeah. And you're you're like, well, I always knew that. I always felt that the song conveyed it sonically, like melody. What he I mean, and I was probably actually subconsciously hearing what he's saying, obviously, because I can mm. repeat the words. Right. But then one day I I but you never just paid attention. I never yeah. paid attention. And it's I went through that same thing. And that's why I think it just made such an impression on me that now I have to. And that's, I think actually that's what got me into hip hop because a rock song or a punk song hit me so hard. I was like, fuck, how long have I been listening to music and not taking in the art? Right. You know, I've been looking at paintings and I've been look, I've been making paintings and I've been hoping that people will look into my drawing and see what I'm trying to do here or see this and this and this. And I've just been listening to this song for fucking (laughs) what it's worth, like for surface value when really he's putting it all there. There's no way they can put it any more blatant to me than the way they fucking did. So why don't I just listen to the words and pay attention to the words? So then I started listening to hip hop and then I started, you know, actually pulling apart, lyrics individually and being like all right they don't have to relate to the line before right deftones are great with that because chino's all over the fucking map but like sometimes it's just one-liners that paint a picture paint an image and they put you in that spot 
And that's something that I've always been envious of music uh, as opposed to the visual art because there's almost, you can almost audibly talk your viewer or your listener through what the fuck they're supposed to right. know. You know what I mean? Like with a painting, you paint it, you hang it up, you walk away. Well, if, if you have if no context it, if other than right. the painting. Yeah, you have no context unless there's an artist statement. And even then. Have you ever asked, had someone asked you, what does this word mean? You're like, can I have some fucking context? Right. And then exactly. they give you a sentence and you go, da 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 da. Yeah. And even then, like, you see an album, you buy an album, the album cover's there, you got the artwork, it's going to do this for you, but there are tracks and right. fucking verses of telling you what this whole thing's about. It's and then you there. get an asshole band that fools you. Right. Then you get a fool. And then you just don't know what to do. Yeah. Because you, know you, uh, you can't decipher anything. Right. But then maybe that's what they wanted to do. You know, like. Right. And, that, and that's the beauty about it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an art form that I think has another level of something that uh, I personally wasn't doing. Because I'm, you know, I've made albums for bands before. I've made, I uh, did an album for a band called Anthems that was local. They toured for a bunch. Of, um, I've done. I did one for like Death by Salt. I submitted it. It didn't get fucking picked, but I think I submitted it late. But anyway, it was like a bunch of local hardcore bands and stuff like that. And like, like these things. But most of the time when I was doing album artwork, I'm thinking like, give me the song. So I'm listening to the songs. I'm trying to like portray what the songs are on the album artwork, right. you know, to try to like get them in there. I don't know if I, I'm sure all the bands don't do that. Kick definitely fucking didn't. They just put their faces on there with a skateboard. You know what I mean? Uh, so there's there's a bunch of a bunch of shit. And, but Smash was just that's like, what I was, It's like a X-ray skeleton. Fucking yeah, like thing. looking at the looking at the the art right now. I mean, what is it? I don't know. It was striking to me. The color colors are happening. Like right. it's there, and it just was like yeah, Offspring Smash, and the song Smash. Um. I think like goes a lot with the song "So Alone." It's uh, there's a yeah, like the, smash alone, like an outcast. You're out on your own. Smash is the way you deal with your life. Mm-hmm. Smash is the way you deal with your life. Like an outcast, you're smashing your strife. It's it's interesting reading the says, lyrics from this album because he says, "I don't give a fuck if it's good enough for you because I am alive." It's like a powerful kid in the fucking like. This was what punk rock was for me yeah. with like bad religion shows and fucking uh, every warp tour I went to was like, this is what I'm living. This is right. my choice. <laughs> I paid the $35 right. for this fucking ticket and I'm fucking doing it. And they're, I'm choosing to not drink water, you know, or, right. or whatever the fuck it was like. And, and I guess for us, or for me specifically, I can relate it to being a child, and these are like childhood things, but they're full-grown adults, and even me personally, where this this lyric, don't give a fuck if it's good enough for you because I am alive, that still resonates with me. Right. Because uh, maybe it's because I'm tattooing, maybe it's because I'm doing something I love to do, and I'm not like, I haven't got to a point where I'm in a cubicle and I hate my life, but like, <laughs> wait, you said that like you might end yeah. up there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you never know what's going to happen in the world, but like, uh, in, I'm not there. So I still feel that like, I really don't care if right. somebody else thinks 
what I'm doing is good enough to be a part of their society because where I'm at is fucking fine. And I think that's what punk rock ultimately does. And this album being the first one that I got, I can revisit it all the time. And it always takes me to that spot where it's like, yeah, wherever I'm at, as long as I'm happy, as long as I got a roof over my head, warm food, my kids are happy. My wife's happy. I don't give a fuck. Like, right. It doesn't matter what shirt you're wearing. Just like we said before, all that shit doesn't matter. Smash. In it, the word smash in itself means whatever it is that you think is cool, fucking break it and right. you'll be fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll be okay. If you think you're, that affliction t-shirt's rad, like spill coffee on it and throw <laughs> it away and your life will still be okay. You'll be all right. Um, that's the way you should deal with your life. Just smash it and move on. And as long as you make the base of everything good, you're fucking good, man. It's kind of interesting to hear you say that stuff as a older, old, being older now and like yeah. pretty secure in my life. <laughs> like, you're like, God, you still kind of want to smash some things I, in, uh, in I your life. I want to smash and shit every day. You're dude. like, I got fucking That's, everything and I did it my way. I have a fucking bow flex. <laughs> okay. I'm not trying to get ripped. I don't fucking get ripped. I don't have a diet plan, but I want to smash shit so bad that I go down and beat the fuck out of myself on it. I don't do it on a regular to where it's changing my life, but I just know Amanda, like I got to get out of the living room right now. Right. I'm going to go down and sweat it out on the it's, bow flex. It's normally during like girl time week. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, fucking I'll be downstairs. And I got all this testosterone, but you know, whatever. Uh, but like it's uh. I have it on max resistance. Right, fuck it, I gotta go. <laughs> Whatever. You know, it's not changing anything, but that's it's just a way I've found to like work out that punk rock shit. Where before I would have been outside skateboarding or yelling at a fucking security guard or just right. stupid shit that's gonna get you in trouble. And that's the stuff that punk rock got made or known for is just standing out. Like, but when you're older and you're a dad, you got to find other ways to do that shit to not end up in jail for the night. You know? Well, you like, you do because I don't, I'm not a dad, but as an an adult adult you miss uh especially listening to this album in particular because it is very nostalgic even though it wasn't i didn't personally own this one right that that era like cky was coming out yeah shortly after that and uh -huh. then the jackass days and then yeah. just that era of your life where for me personally um you know we thought we were going to be fucking jackass yeah we did stupid shit i got taken to jail for stealing road signs it's the stupidest thing ever there you go. But, but at the you time, you just went out and you're like, we're just going to get drunk or we're just going to go steal something or we're yeah. just going to go try and skateboard. We were never very good at it. Right. But it's that is, this is, should be, just this, trying. this music is really is the anthem of that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think maybe I did, it isn't something I listened to regularly and maybe didn't necessarily, it was nostalgic, but didn't resonate anything beyond yeah. that because you, you i'm 15 years removed from the real well, that and, real period yeah and when you buy years. it like i said earlier like you buy it and the next album's the coolest thing right so you're quick to bury these things yeah but in this point where you can look back and be like oh that was the first one it's it tends to resonate a lot with yeah. well that's why i bought it fuck so much of myself was based off of this stuff was I was just listening to. I had no idea. Just it vibed with me. I liked it. Cool. Like 
everybody listening should ask yourself what was the first album you did or what first album you bought first album you listened to first album you really remember being a part of right and then look at yourself from an outside perspective and be like how much of me is that still there because for Ooh, it's me, making me it's a little like tingly because like, for me it's a lot a lot of me is smash still and uh it's, and it's Deftones, the, the live and Bush kind of fucking whatever Gavin Rosdell's fucking live. <laughs> For but, the record, uh, ba- he's badass live. <laughs> is he okay? Oh my god, <laughs> we went and saw uh, him last year. We went to see live. Oh, oh and, yeah, they played and, with and live they, and they, they did, opened, yeah. and we were. I was excited for live because you know that was a, throwing yeah. copper was a killer album. Fucking great shit town and everything. I actually never liked Bush really at all. Everything's and in. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Oh my God! When by the time they were done and live got on, I was like, "Can we? We're done." Yeah, yeah. We don't even need Bush, to see this band. Gavin just stole the the Gavin show. Fucking killed it, bud. It was. Did he take his shirt off? I remember on that tour live. I don't know if he did. I remember on that tour live, and one of the whoever opened for him. Yeah. The band was giving him shit for taking his shirt off. Gavin takes his shirt <laughs> off at every fucking show. For all I know, he did. I don't remember specifically, but I remember being just. Fucking incredible! Well, was, yeah, that's half half the battle. I don't remember anything other than it was good, <laughs> and he shocked me. But anyway. that's a band that doesn't really resonate with me. Me either, really. I mean, I mean, my little brother had the album. I remember that. I remember he got that, and I was like, yeah. it resonates. It resonates with me for as far as like nostalgia. Yeah, radio shit. You know exactly. But but man, that guy. If you can see him live, I I do actually recommend it. it was, I will. Especially, you know it's good it when it's a band back, you I'll don't go. like. Oh, yeah. And you're like, what? You're like, damn. What? I'm go buy 16 Stone right now. Right? Yeah. Especially when you're at, like, it was at USANA. Right. Nothing's really all that. You're like, okay, well, I get my binoculars out here. Right. <laughs> Let me see what's going on. Yeah, it was good. I got to fucking pee again. That's good. Well, do you, you want to, you got more notes? Where you at? That was pretty much it. Smash <laughs> was my last note. So. I think we can end on a pee note. Okay. If you want. Well, to end this first podcast, I got to pee. And uh, <laughs> Offspring Smash, 1994, great album. Listen to it. Get into your punk rock vibes. And uh, on Pat's side, NXS did kick. Yeah. So if, yeah, go with Ryan's recommendation this week. We'll, well, we'll, we'll pick up where we <laughs> left off. <laughs> yeah. Next time, uh, we don't know when next time's going to be, but next time we'll have a couple more. Um for some reason, I don't know why, but I see this kind of going in more of like a post-hardcore kind of screamo, emo kind of thing. I've got a couple bands that fit into that genre and a couple that fit outside. But uh, So if you were listening to music in like the early 2000s, if you were in the scene, uh, which I think some people might be, if you weren't, maybe this will give you a reason to listen to it. If if you were, maybe you'll hate our opinions. Um <laughs> Uh, or later on, maybe we'll take some uh, some suggestions of listening to albums. Yeah, why but, not? Uh, let's get a couple under our belt f- first, and then we'll go from there. And we don't yeah. take suggestions for free. No, fuck no. It's going to cost you 67 cents and an Arnold Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> Rides a sucker <laughs> for these bitch beers. Fuck, I love them Arnie Palmies. Uh, them shits is nice. Yeah. You do really realize how old you are when you just look at the can and get heartburn. Yeah. You that's do. What, uh, it's keep... only half empty. I just got to piss <laughs> it all out. You know what I mean? Uh, well, Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we will be back. And uh, Ryan. We'll have all the notes again, I think. I'll have all the notes. <laughs> Pat will have some notes and talk about my notes. Yeah, That'll I'll just I'll just 
ping pong off you and okay. then uh, make jokes about my dead grandma. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. We'll Thanks see. for listening. Everybody. Oh, again, remember, we're just a couple assholes in headphones. Oh, yeah. Do we? Yeah. Assholes in, in headphones. I think that's going to be the sign off. Assholes in. We're just a couple assholes in headphones. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>